if I'm one the other day. Um, what's the highest trust you can have in a person? I don't know. Getting a blowjob off a cannibal. <laughs> Thank you, Agri Mick. <laughs> That's brutal. Um, how do you kill a redneck? You can't. Wait till he fucks his sister and then cut the brakes on his house. Alright, <laughs> 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 oh, hit it, man. I'll hit it. <laughs> Good evening, scumbags. Welcome back to another episode of In the Doghouse, the podcast that is institutionally racist. Oh, wait, sorry. No, that's the Met. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. I was thinking of it all day and I was like, I can't, but I have to. It's too good at all. I'm joking. I'm joking. We're long past that. They're sexist and transphobic now. Um, <laughs> Just ring the fucking bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> buy merch now get out of my fucking house yes um, alright what have we got Marlon we've actually so, it's done um, it it's up it's live yes go no shut up oh. we have <laughs> hoodies very limited stock now we are getting close and they're not being done again even no, though we, we said that we drew, last time we drew a line under it now. Yeah. Yeah, no, there will be it. a new design in the future uh, but what we got is what we got and that's it uh, t-shirts so we've got Cluck Norris new Cluck Norris is out new Cluck Norris now yes Reg what does it say it says I throw my used car batteries in the ocean yes it's safe and legal uh, we have a lawsuit pending from the EA thank you Environment Agency but they're going to be too busy picking up the batteries from the ocean <laughs> to be worried about any lawsuits <laughs> <laughs> It's a real adrenaline rush. It's it's fun for all the family. It's an activity for children. You can get like a little 30 amp and give it to your toddler and then you can throw 110 amp in there as well. It's great fun. I really, I can't recommend throwing batteries in the ocean enough. Get your 075s out now. Take them out of everything. <laughs> Let's chuck them in. Let's do it. Uh, and what else do we have, Marlon, for our darling Patreon? So Patreon only merch. There's two mm. new t-shirts this time. It's part of Reggie's anti-government line of merch. Uh, yeah, the first one is uh, a, man, <laughs> a man from the DVSA <laughs> mapped out my ad blue for cash. <laughs> and the other one is my life is just a series of undocumented HSE violations. So yeah. Get on there. Uh, the the line will continue when I come up with more ideas. <laughs> but yeah, that's Patreon only. Uh, use the password which Marlon will have uh, DM'd to you or uh, sent in a. It's Patreon. on your Patreon messages. There you go. I've already that's... had about five messages. What's the password? Because you've changed it. Yeah. In your Patreon messages. We'll also put it up on the Discord as well because everyone that's on the Discord is a Patreon, obviously. So we'll put it up on there. So you know, don't I don't, I don't want a hundred DMs. What was the password? Um, if you're that technically um, retarded, then uh, leave. Uh, <laughs> you no, can't I'm joking. Have it. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, so message chat to the patrons. As always, you know, we do a discount on the We do discounted merch. Yes, yeah, so we the, do a, the Patreon merch is um, cheaper. And if you're a top tier Patreon, you can also use your discount code to get it even cheaper and again. Madness. We're giving it away. It, so, uh, Patreon t shirt is 18 quid and free postage. So we make literally nothing. Yeah, so there you go. It's there just you. for you. It's just just for you. Just because for you. Because you are the pieces of shit that help us keep going. Literally support the podcast. And on the subject of Patreons, as we said, three episodes in a row now. Just going to get this clear. Next, Bar Crawl is Patreon only. Ticketed event. We're going to work out some system to buy tickets or whatever. Like it'll it's not, be in It'll the... be a nominal fee just so yeah. we can say, you've put down enough money to say that you are coming. And uh, we can invest that as we see fit, probably in hookers and cocaine for ourselves, but you can all fuck yourselves. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see what we can do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but there you go. Uh, you need to be a patron to come to the next bar crawl because it's uh, yeah getting too big. Is is the middle and both ends of it really? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Awesome. Is that is that housekeeping done? Uh, yep. Yeah, you carry on with the episode sponsor. The sponsor of this episode, obviously. Sean the fucking chef, he's hey, back again. Sean. Sean. Sean is making moves. Sean is making big moves at the moment. Your man has got himself a fucking unit. He's got, he's, you went no, down, you went down, down there. Tell earlier. me about it, man. What's Jesus he doing? Christ. He, the fridges in the back garden, they're gone. The, oh, mate, these fridges, he's got two of these honeys. I'm not quite sure what, mate, they are. They are stainless all the fuck. He still hasn't peeled all the wrapping off them. They're gorgeous and they are huge. I'd love one in the house. Your man has got more stainless than a fucking machine shop, I swear. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he bought a new dishwasher. He told me how much it costs. I mean, your man is doing well. And it's that a is, top setup down there. Uh, everything stainless. It, it's a stunning thing. It's a stunning thing. So yeah, Sean the fucking chef. Where can we find Sean, Marlon? So we can find Sean on Instagram at Sean the Chef one Yes, we can. Uh, and his new website. No way. Yeah, he set a website up. So if you want to go to www.seantheschef.shop so you can now online order from him there's no more how easy is that going to be it's crazy it's crazy yeah so all everything literally that week it's all fresh as well it's all you know made to order fresh stuff and it postal orders will be banging they'll be out recorded delivery they'll be with you in like a day so it's going to be fresh as fuck like fresher than me and Marlon got here we even got a box here to try at the break haven't we oh, we've gone, yeah. we gone all out yeah massive shout out to Sean the Chef like his stuff is just incredible there's nothing that measures up to it your man goes down to the fucking the food festivals, the Clark's Village. He's going to Shepman Food Festival. It doesn't matter how much he bakes in advance. Sold out. Always every time, every sold time. out. Like anyone, there's a lot of people listening that have ordered from him and are just like, holy shit, this stuff's incredible. Like he, the man is a magician when it comes to bake, it. Treat baking. yourself, treat the wife, treat somebody else's wife. There's a lot more fun when you don't get caught. Right. So I must shout out to Sean. Thank you for that, my man. Thanks for sponsoring the episode. Right. No, Mark. hold tight. Oh, God, there's more. <laughs> but but uh, wait, there's more. One little shout out here to uh, Steve at SC Signs. Um, turned around some big vinyl stickers for us really fucking quickly. Hell of a lot of kit down there. All your sticker needs, give SC Signs a shout. Um, obviously, we're going down. I'm going down tomorrow to... Watch some um, Skiddy Boys. Watch some Skiddy Boys. We've sponsored a drift car, apparently. We've sponsored a drift car. Legal drifting for once. Yeah. <laughs> Not running tingles around him, like. <laughs> We sponsored him because <laughs> he's getting blue lighted. Can we, um... <laughs> Can we sponsor the roundabout next? <laughs> no, 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 we're not sponsoring <laughs> fucking roundabout. I thought if we sponsored it, we could do skinny boys yeah. around oh. it. <laughs> Anywhere like that? Yeah, uh, say. probably not. So yeah, uh, make sure you check out SC Signs. Have a look at Goldust X on Instagram. There'll be a video up, uh, yeah, by the time you listen to this. Awesome. Of uh, tomorrow's antics. Skiddy boys. Right, Marlon, who are we joined by tonight? So we are joined by a... Um, man of mystery yeah a man of it, it, literally an international man yeah. of mystery you could say i suppose would, would, would we go as far as that baby face yeah why not alex we can call you either i suppose i've just absolutely outed you to everyone that knows you both but, works <laughs> <all good. laughs> that's, that's fine yeah so uh i mean where do we start uh, where do we start usually with the guest questions i mean he's, I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be a no comment interview if i'm honest but <laughs> <laughs> we could try uh, uh what's your go-to drink alex have to be rum. Rum? Rum. Absolutely. Any particular rum? We Captain Morgan's Ooh. dead thing. No, 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 no. None of this spice nonsense. I, I don't need <laughs> pineapple or still. vanilla or anything like that in my rum. No, no, just, just aged rum. White rum? No, 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 aged. Oh, right. So oh, cask wait. aged. Oh, good um, lord. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you have Havana Club up here. Yeah. It's about 
three years old. Um, not... So it's just a little bit golden. That's fine if you're sticking coke over it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Peasants. The fucking rum snobbery. I mean, what about the Mount Gay? We got a bottle. Yes. Uh, have now bo- that is that it's... is epic. I've I've been and done a, yeah? a tour of the uh, distillery for want of a better word. Um, in Barbados when we were on a honeymoon what? epic what? absolutely epic I mean the, I'd the, love the to eclipse. remember when that conversation went down we're going to go for a tour of a rum distillery dear <laughs> seriously both just yeah it, it was everywhere in Barbados everybody drank it it's an epic one um, and that is that's the cooking one the eclipse they will they will mix that into sort of rum punch cocktails um, uh, I... you know the, the black barrel the extra old they do oh they are just is that some of the stuff that they do like the um they do like a special reserves and stuff that you can only buy there you can't no buy. no you can oh, you, you can, can pick, get that? yeah yeah oh, really? yeah absolutely i mean you're not going to get it in tesco yeah no, um no. but but it but is yeah, out there uh, oh, absolutely yeah yeah is quite it, easily uh, is it monkey shoulder is that a rum or is that a whiskey I want to say that's a whiskey. Ooh, oh, is um, it? Drinks a, oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a, that. That is as far as my rum knowledge goes. Uh, <laughs> I only know Mount Gay because we called Denny Mount Gay because his name's. I'm not going to out him as a second name. <laughs> what am I going to do that? Sorry, Denny. That was close. Uh, yeah, my rum knowledge <laughs> goes as far as Morgan Spice. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So not a, not a dead man's fingers, man. Then no, no. Just it's good for disinfecting fingers if you cut them or something. Oh, but, but no, oh, not, not, not for drinking. Shit. Not for drinking. I've never had it to be fair. I think we got we actually have a bottle knocking around down there, like a black one. You give uh, me. Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, you're a fucking wank. <laughs> Is it like extra spice or something? I don't fucking know. I just don't drink rum. I had some rum bacalon that I was given poison from some Polish guys that I worked with, and it, uh, it like it was all written in like I don't know, not Polish, obviously. Polish. <laughs> it was all written in some wanky language. Yeah. <laughs> we Google translated it, and it was called agricultural rum. And, oh, and people was like, "Oh yeah, it's great." So we could degrease the engine with it, or get fucked. <laughs> sure, that one antifreeze. Yeah, I, well, it honestly, it tasted, it tasted like fucking. It was really weird. This is gonna be a really niche reference. There was an aloe vera drink we used to get years ago, and it tasted just like that. I don't. I, my mum used to drink some weird. My mum was into homeopathy, so obviously she was into drinking aloe vera shit. I, I don't fucking know, but it tasted just the same. It was no, it's no bueno. We all drank it though, like the animal ears. Anything to get pissed, I suppose. That. He, he would drink methylated spirits, the bastard. Maybe we'll call him Les. <laughs> yeah. All right then. Uh, next question: What is the most mental thing to happen to you on a night out? Ooh. It's been a while. It's been a good long while. Um, I think the, the, probably the most silly one was coming back. I'd been to see a friend who I taught to shoot at uni. She joined the RAF um, and was just finishing at RAF Wittering. Um, so I've been up to go and just visit her, hang out with some of her friends. Um, unfortunately, couldn't pay with um, card or cash in the mess bar. It had to go on your mess bill. Um, oh, you, so does that come off your wages or do you pay uh, yeah, at the end you, of the month? You, yeah, you get a tab at the end of the month sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, So unfortunately, I couldn't pay for anything in the bar. Um, so oh, I bought no. lunch and um, yeah, just put everything on her tab and then a couple of drinks in the bar, went into town, a couple more drinks. Then we had some fast jet pilots join us. They are animals, complete animals. You think they, um, well, I suppose, yeah, if you're doing have, that kind of shit, you're going to be Maverick? nuts. Maverick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, long story short, ended up back at camp, literally cuddling the Alsatian that was on the gate, trying desperately to hold the pizza that I had in the other hand out the way <laughs> so the dog wouldn't be eating it. Um, yeah, it was a bit, good fun. Nice, clean fun, nothing sort of too wild, but um, yeah, that's, Just an as, absolute... as, as a copper, you, you generally, you know. <laughs> mm. 
you yeah. behave yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> right. for the most part, and then, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you go and join the Met. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Uh, Marlon, you can take the last uh, question. Yeah, I knew you were going to do this to me. <laughs> He's going to go to a comment. There's no yeah. comment interview. Um, favorite category on Pornhub? Uh, as per my prepared statement, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I refer you to my solicitor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it would have to be brunettes. Hey, oh, brunettes and work that, way yeah, up from well, there. That, that, that is a very, it's a large encompassing category. To mm. be fair, I mean, uh, Mama I, can be thick. <laughs> <laughs> Mama can be thick. Oh, oh wow. Oh. That needs to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> Mama can be thick. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh man it's going to be one of those I can tell right uh, uh, Rich yeah. how's your fucking week been mate mate I was just thinking about this earlier I really haven't done too much like nothing nothing wild <laughs> I haven't really I usually have got like some story or some fuck up that I've done but has been like, really weirdly quiet as uh, anyone that's on the discord will know busy day on the beef farm um, I, I literally I said the old man has got much on the days no not really <laughs> do you want me to like do something or should I just fucking go home he's like clean the vehicles off if you want, young'un. I was like, all right, no worries. Got the pressure washer out. Just fucking like cleaned all of the vehicles. That was it. I cleaned his car pavian off, which like had no dirt on it. He was just getting all fucking... What's that done about seven miles now? Uh, literally, he's done like... I think he's decent to put more miles on it than I thought he would. I thought he was going to be a museum piece, but he's actually putting it to work. So yeah, I cleaned that. Cleaned his, uh, cleaned his uh, older 90, which he's been using as a work truck. That was fucking disgusting and the worst part is he's, he my old man is very similar to me and that when he gets a new car I ain't fucking smoking in this I ain't fucking smoking in this I ain't fucking that lasts generally about three to four months then he starts smoking in it now you'd think wouldn't you you'd think a car with a uh, like a beige headliner would just absolutely absorb tobacco smoke and just end up that disgusting brown no but when you have like an Alcantara headliner that's oh. black it's the weirdest thing it literally has like a brown to it oh, oh my how do you even clean Alcantara you I, mate well I can tell you what I did I didn't yeah uh, no nope. <laughs> you, you want a wet back of Land Rover headliner yeah that's a good way to have it sagging <laughs> on your fucking head nah man yeah no I uh, cleaned his car cleaned uh, both his cars uh, didn't clean my car because uh, Land Rover paint is soft as shit and it's all black so uh, yeah, no, I you just need to get it. Well, this is my doing. I get on a Gary and uh, get him, get him to detail it or whatever. But yeah, no, I just uh, or Ryan, whatever. But yeah, no, that's I literally. I've done fucking. I've done nothing of note, boys. It's been boring as fuck. I've been pressure washing cars. I've been pressure washing cattle sheds. And uh, I mean, that is it. I'm sorry. I wish I had more to report, but uh, if I can think of anything else, I'll add it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's been a wank week. I've just done nothing. <laughs> What about yourself, Alex? You have much on this week, mate? Uh, no, it's been a fairly steady one. It was Daddy Daycare last weekend. Uh, so, start of the week almost. Yeah. Uh, back last Sunday, went to Longleat with the Littlands. Uh, how much um, did that cost you, can I ask? Uh, we have a season ticket. Oh, uh, get away. He did away. have to remortgage the house get to buy the season away. ticket. I don't yeah. even want to know what... Uh, I don't even want to know. Not that. too bad. I, is it like 36 quid a person, isn't it? Like, to do everything? Something like that, yeah. I, I don't think you can actually pick and choose anymore. Oh, um, you have I, to I think, you, I think you get you get it all it, you get it all whether you use it all or whether not whether you want to go look yeah. around the shitty fucking house with a load of old paintings in it or not I've got that wanky boat oh man you got what oh, I had a gorilla in there no more is it 
It but, is. No, no, no. <gasps> they, they got about thought, five of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And what about the one that was lived on its own? Like the sad one? Yeah, I think Remember it died. That? It died, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, my mate used to... Uh, used my, to watch Sky TV, didn't it? My mate used it? to do muck away on that. Like, he used to pull all the gorilla shit out. Not by <laughs> hand, but like, you had, you had the contract to take it away in tractors. Yeah, that was sad. But yeah, no, what was uh, what what is it like? Is it still good? I haven't been in years. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a giggle. Um, we thought take the boys, you know, the monkeys crawling all over the car, that sort of thing. It'd be all great fun for them. Did you lose anything? No, no, no. All good. All good. Yeah, uh, I no longer have my uh, VWT four, or else yeah, there would have been bits coming off. Oh, gonna say left, right, and centre. Any bit of loose rubber or plastic um, that is gone. I'd have been losing entire panels. Mm. Um, <laughs> but just no, the, picking away at rust. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the the highlight of the whole day was the Kubota tractor next to the mini digger down by the lake. My, the, the, the little one is tractor mad, and so yeah, As lions, it, uh, tigers, doesn't matter. No. no a Kubota of, of yeah. all things you know <laughs> couldn't even be a decent tractor could it wow, <laughs> shots fired shots fired Jesus I don't want to hear what you think about a Lantini Christ <laughs> well at least it's got a bit of Italian style I suppose yeah, mm. yeah well it's, no, it's something, not quite a Lamborghini it's something <laughs> yeah so is uh, are you, is are the monkeys still as ferocious? Like you said, they didn't. Oh pull yeah, all yeah. oh, right, they are. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're just they're ferocious. Just the yeah. Way there was a, there was a discovery in front of us, and um, there was wiring coming out oh, of panel gaps no. everywhere, oh, being nibbled no. on. It was it was hilarious. So yeah, what I could recommend is go by all means before you get to the monkeys. Just wait to the side and wait for <laughs> someone to come past <laughs> with with a Land Rover. <laughs> Or some sort of people carrier, something that you know has some panel gaps you can get fingers in and oh, yeah. just hang behind that. It is just I mean, he this this discovery was it was covered in all sorts of extra lights oh. and lamp bars and you name it, it had it on it. They were all still attached, but, but I bet you not a single no. one would have worked. I suppose, <laughs> I suppose the thing didn't stop. You see, imagine seeing some some D2 goes through and a baboon just walks off with the rear third of the chassis. <laughs> That's mine now. Uh, Chimpanzee uh, fucking off with the roof tent. Cheers, mate. (laughs) Oh, Christ. Is it, uh, well, he's gone now, isn't he, old um, Lord Bath? Yeah. Is his wifelets still knocking around? Which one? Well, yeah, he had a few wifelets, yeah. he called them, didn't he? He had uh, quite a few. He's a strange bloke, very strange bloke. Oh, he was a character, though, wasn't he? It's like, I think when you just get that that old and you have that much money, it's like, what what else are you going to do? Like, didn't he, just, he knocked around all day in like pajamas with a weird little hat and a massive white beard, just yeah, doing men- the old bit of just, painting, and that was about it, yeah, wasn't just it? Yeah, mental as fuck. No, but... no, eccentric. When you have that much <laughs> money, you're eccentric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Actually, I think my grandfather's getting there slowly. Yeah, yeah. What another camera? Seven grand, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the last check is going to bounce. I borrow it for tomorrow. The no? last, che- the last check's going to bounce. That's what we say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you Marlon much on um, yeah it's been a fucking week mate go on tell me oh, tell me some What? Oh, everyone loves it <laughs> worst job of the week Marlon uh, L322 no really yeah I've Dude. had a fucking week of L322 I'm going to have to sell one at some point so if you could really stop bad mouthing them that'd be great <laughs> don't buy one really <laughs> don't fucking buy one um, came in no audio shout oh, out Hector oh is this the one you were on about in the week I <laughs> blank check job. <sighs> Jesus Christ! I think the bill was like two grand. No. You want to work, and there's only so much I can do. How old was it? Oh six. Oh my god! Just full of water, I suppose. Full of water. The amp was full of water. The main unit was full of water, and it had a Chinese head unit. 
Uh, oh my god! Yeah, no. so I basically oh, no. it ticks all the wrong boxes. I tried to sort it out on the original units with replacing them, replacing all the connectors for new ones or for like you can't buy you can't buy, can't, you can't buy them no, new. Can, and there was the one amp on eBay. So what? Yeah, class is working. Tried to make it all work. Nope. So I ended up ripping all the interior out and rewiring the cunt. No. Yeah. Isn't that so? Oh no, I think 07 onwards of fiber. Am I right in saying? I don't know what year it came in, but this is not fiber. Oh, thank God for it. I was going to say, imagine you running fucking. <laughs> I, I am running fiber cables. You shove that up your ass. Um, yeah, so I literally ripped the whole thing out, put a new loom in it to bypass the amp and the unit. So it's basically just running off the head unit. Now. Oh, so the amp is built into the Chinese Hingyong head unit. Well, it's. Your standard 50 watt outputs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you've got like 1200 watts of hard and Carmen <laughs> being run by a yeah. 50 watt Sony. Yeah. What? <laughs> You'd be better off with a Bluetooth speaker on the dash. Yes, what Hector, we- wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a waste of fucking um, time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then obviously we're in the middle of remortgaging because our fixed terms up. Mm. That got fucked up. What? So I don't know if it was somebody's fault. It's, I'm not taking responsibility. Oh, <laughs> you are really in management now, aren't you? Or middle management. <laughs> Just blame it on everyone else. The thing is, I've only filled in a couple of forms. Like, what's my name? I um, filled in one of your forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. I nearly... I nearly, <laughs> I nearly, you nearly fucked that up. <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly went on as a co-signatory on the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> nearly signed in the wrong box. I nearly ended up with only a third Liable for half his debt. <laughs> third of Marlon's house. For some reason... Probably me. The fucking form... Uh, something's been filled out wrong. And the uh, takeover date was wrong. Oh. So... What, there was like a gap or was it overlapping? It was early. Oh, so overlap. So TSB sent us a letter saying we owe them fucking two and a half grand <gasps> because we're leaving the mortgage early. <gasps> and I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Got on the phone to the fucking mortgage advisor, then the solicitors, and I was just like, you know what? I don't care anymore. Mortgage advisor, you sort out. Oh, but the thing is, it's kind of what you're paying them for. It's like to take, they do it all, try and get a better rate than the banks. And uh, it's your problem, not mine. Just I'll send you my passport and some pictures of some earnings and the rest of it's your problem. Yeah. It's, uh, Did it get sorted? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, about four days later. You enjoying your love, the, the lovely interest rate? Thank you, Liz. No, it fucking sucks. What the main? Dick. What you need to do is write a letter to Liz Trust, thanking her so much for creating such a wonderful economy, and for you know just just ask her maybe if with that one hundred and twenty grand a year or whatever she's getting, whether she could just you know chip in a little bit, maybe help out. After. I hope she gets hung. <laughs> fucking hell, Jesus. She fucked it right up. Well, I think it was always going on that way, that trend, but yeah, she, she did, just she, encouraged she did it. not help in any way, shape, or form. Um, what else have I done? You've repaired a, repaired a Land Rover, fucked up your own mortgage. <laughs> done anything sort of neutral this week? Um, <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh, fuck. I bought the last console <gasps> to um, finish my set, which I wanted. Can I guess what it is? Go on. So you've got an NES? No. No. I you got... did. You said you had last week. You said you bought an NES. Oh, have I already said it? Yes, you fucking plumber right. bought an NES. Cut that out then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you had a SNES and then you went. You said you bought an NES last week. 
With the foldy uppy clicky yeah, downy. Yeah. All right. It, actually, it arrived today, which reminded me. Oh, it's actually. No, no, no. You said you'd bought it. You didn't say it had arrived. Does it work? Is it good? Is it? I haven't tried it because it. By the time I got home, it was about when yeah. I messaged you. Oh, right. Yeah. And then I quick turn around. Oh, get and get down here. Yeah. Well, let us know how it goes. You got any games for it or not? Yeah, we got Battletoads. And um, <laughs> have you not heard of Battletoads? <laughs> Battletoads, what the fuck are you on about? What is... <laughs> You've not heard of Battletoads. It's like, a, it's like a fucking little version of Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> Battletoads was huge back in the day. It's a very collectible game, actually. In, back in the day, the 1700s. That's about um, 50, 60 quid game, that is. Fuck. Yeah, mate. Some of them go like, if you want, uh, I think it's called Outburst or something. Outburst. Um, that's about two and a half grand mm. with box and instructions. I know that Conquer's Bad Fur Day for the N64 oh, yeah. is like hundreds of pounds. Yeah, for the NES, it's even more. What? Yeah, you can get seriously. Um, yeah, depth. well, I think you're going in that on that sort of trend anyway. By the sounds of things. No comment. You can't just use that because Alex is here. That's not how, he's not your solicitor. If anything, he's the one interrogating. Yeah, you want to cough to everything. No, you no, 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 no. Say nothing. Say nothing. If I've learned anything in life, it is say nothing and ask for a solicitor. I'm not doing. You're gonna make me work for my money then? Yeah. Oh yeah, damn right. Oh dear, right. Let's uh, let, let's get into it, Alex. Um, mate, talk us through it. What do you do? Um, no longer a PCSO. No comment. No, lo- <laughs> no longer a PCSO. No longer a PCSO. We'll get onto that in a minute. Um, so obviously left the uh, the joys that was Hot Fuzzville, um, and and the wonderful Mendips and trials and tribulations are, are dealing with some of the uh, the people around here. Um, for the big city. Um, and uh, yeah, worked my way through um, basic career as a response cop. What's a response call? Uh, answering the 909 calls. So your, your oh, normal right. sort of, as, as opposed to neighbourhoods. Right. Um, so you have sort of a number of specialisms within policing, but you've got sort of some fairly fundamentals. You've got a neighbourhood team, um, which would be a mixture of, of PCs, PCSOs, um, and a sergeant or two that will look after a, a town and, and do the, the village bobby bits, mm-hmm. the vulnerable people, um, you know, uh, the teenagers who regularly go missing, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you'll have a response base as well who will cover the 909 calls. Oh, we see. Um, so they'll come out to do... You're just the there. The car crashes, the domestics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the rest of it. Um, and most forces will will start people with um, with a on a response team that is dealing ch- with the 909 calls. That is chucking you in at fucking deep end. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't, because the, whole, you, you learn idea? everything then, don't you? Yeah. Um, you, you, you literally you go to whatever the next call is that comes in. Um, so by definition, you're going to start learning every aspect of the trade, you might then find you're particularly drawn towards traffic and want a shiny white hat and go down that route. Um, they call they them strange wanky people. Hyundai. They call them black rats, don't they? Because they eat their own. Yeah. They'll do cops yeah. for speeding. They're bastards. Um, and yet, when you drive down the motorway, you'll see the odd black rat sticker in the back of car windscreens. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Keep, <laughs> look out for it. Look out for it. Little circular sort of black face of a rat. Uh, on a white background, and that's you, you like, do see them. No way! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Ten, tends to be sort of M twenty five ish neck of the woods. Yeah, you, you yeah, tend to yeah sort of. Yeah. Up, but, but you do get them sort of drifting out. M three, M four, 
Yeah. Yeah, I get that with yeah. mine. They go out to the straw bar and the bastards, and they work their way out of their cattle sheds. They, <laughs> they get everywhere, the little cunts. <laughs> um, what would you say would be your, like, I don't know, what What did you get drawn to being a response cop? So you see, you did everything. Was there anything in particular that you were like, yeah, this is where I want to go? Because what you do now is totally fucking different from any of that shit. But... Yeah, no. It's, it's really one of those that, that gives you the flavor for everything and, yeah. the, and the bit I really loved about it and, the, and one of the things that sort of drew me back to it a little later in the career was just variety. You can, you can have a great plan for, okay, I've got X, Y, Z crimes on my account and I'm going to go and speak to that witness again and get that bit of CCTV to progress this crime or whatever else. You come in and yeah, you've not even got your stab vest zipped up yet and the radio's going and there's, you know, a three car pile up or whatever else and, and you're straight out the door. It's just that completely unknown, huge. the variation. Yeah, you never know what that next call is going to be. Um, you know, to, I remember, spent three hours one afternoon chasing around after a crashed hot air balloon. I mean, it, it turns out, <laughs> funnily enough, that when a hot air balloon lands, they slow down the landing by firing off the burners and yeah. putting a bit more warm air in the thing. When you're a tourist and you're looking at this in the distance, you go, oh my goodness me, it's catching fire. Of course, oh, they land, pack no. the thing up, drive Fuck off. off. <laughs> They're already gone. Yeah. And you and half the, half the fire brigade are sort of trekking around for hours and end trying to find this burning wreck of a, of a hot air balloon that isn't that, there anymore for obvious reasons. <laughs> and, and you know, deep down in your soul, that's exactly why it's not there. But you have a duty to... But there could be someone literally toasting to a crisp in a corner of a field somewhere and you've got to be looking for it. Oh, trust me, farmer would be out there with a shotgun if he'd gone into a field of wheat <laughs> was ready to come off and he was on fire. Yeah, they, they, they wouldn't be there for long. Is a cheap bottle of Prosecco as a sorry for landing in your you field? You don't even get that anymore! You don't even get Prosecco! It really fucks me off. We had one come down two, three years ago in my ground and I had a cheap bottle of red wine. I said, you may as well fire them fucking burners up <laughs> yeah. and fuck off. Oh, sorry, mate. I said, what happened, to, what happened to Prosecco or whatever it was? He said, oh, times are hard, mate. I said, times are hard. You just flattened a load of me grass, you prick. <laughs> How many times a night can you trigger him with farming talk? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it really was, fucking it, easy it, to it trigger was, him. It was easier when I, when I didn't say what I did. It was so much easier. I just had to sit here and bite my lip, but now I'm just un-the-fuck-hinged. You can always suggest building that wall between um, Scotland and, oh, and don't, England. Don't even... What, why are you... Even... Ah, it's a waste of bricks. <laughs> we've, 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 we've got enough trouble down here we don't need to import it and, and, and they know it yeah that, yeah. I think you're absolutely right with there look, look at the state of the SMP at the moment was it uh, Hamza, Hamza Youssef it's not going well for him is it no 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 <laughs> that's actually something I wanted to ask you about why is he such an ortho 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 fucking hell you're right mate ortho authoritative yeah, or, no, yeah authoritarian or whatever you call it he is like looking to, he, if you basically... If he what, wants hand building a wall, no, no, what he's, are you man? There's this, there's some legislation that he's trying to pass, which basically if you get, obviously if you get like arrested by the police or whatever for something, and they find offensive like memes basically on your phone, they can, he's trying to pass something that puts you in jail for seven years. Like, mate. Who the fuck does he think he is? Mate, I am not getting out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> I am dying an old man. <laughs> what the hell? I don't want... Like I don't. And the thing is, he doesn't even hide it. He is very much like, I want this to come in, and I want. Who to do you think this. he is, Hitler? I don't know, man. It's strange. I just don't. I, I don't think he's going to last. Personally, I mean, I don't have any. I haven't got a horse in well, the race. The thing is, if we build the wall, we won't have to worry Wait, about can you them. Fuck off with your wall, Jesus, Marlon. It take you fucking. It takes you three years to put a patio slab down your prick. You ain't building no. Wall. I only get Steve from SC Sides because he's just doing his patio. Oh, oh, he's going to help me build the wall. <laughs> he's planning on doing it a weekend, mind. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. I don't want to fucking do that, oh, mate. Watch out. 
a patio might get made in the next 10 years. It's oh. not going to get made with one bag of concrete that's already set. <laughs> you know, you don't even need to see it. You just know what he's got in the corner there, don't you? Yeah, there is <laughs> one bag of concrete which is already set. So, and that a split was... open bag of sand. So that was where you got to. Let's, let's, let's wind it back. Let's try and be a bit more timeline orientated. We know you. We know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Back in the day, we were the scum. Did I ever think I'd be sat across the <laughs> no. desk doing a podcast with the man that chased me out of Wells after doing a burnout in Tesco? <laughs> Can you move on now, please? <laughs> oh, we haven't even, we haven't even started. <laughs> no, let's really get into it, Marlon, because I'm sure you've got a lot more. Because the uh, like, no, I, but the thing is, I was always well behaved. Relatively, you had, you had yeah, no, say. yeah, I, I gotta say that definitely um, one of the the better behaved. Yeah, so we were job centre car park, job centre, what is now Waitrose. Yeah, it's yeah. job centre, didn't it? Um, we obviously used to congregate there in our um mad whips. Yeah, all the tunes going on, a couple of burnouts before they ruined it. Obviously, with the speed bumps and stuff. That was the time of our lives, wasn't it? It was. I think ever. I don't know if it's so much a thing anymore because like, I occasionally go to McDonald's with the wife uh, or with Mule, and there doesn't seem to be the congregation. There so. was a few. Is Ty- it tires and petrol? It's, it's getting too expensive. I mean, even, even back then, there'd be times I'd come into the car park and there'd be four or five cars parked up, and I know full well you'd be car sharing over to McDonald's in street. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true as well. Because <laughs> yeah, even we- even then, I mean, it, it was what petrol was still uh, under like, a, under a pound a litre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. even then. You were car sharing it all I'd, the way across the street I'd from Mackie D's. We'd yeah. be four up in the Lupo because the company was LPG. The boys would be like, 50, <laughs> 42 pence a litre. Let's go and register Lupo. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so, I mean, uh, we've all got, I mean, there's probably, ha- to be fair, a lot of the people on the show have got history with you, Alex. So we've got um, Mr. Hill. Uh, <laughs> My little uh, sister. Your little sister. Javen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Javen's, Javen's got more than a bit of history. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! Oh please! Can we can we elaborate or oh, not? I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. There uh, was just yeah. I mean, if if I was ever short of work to do, <laughs> I, I could just I could just drive around or or even just call up the CCTV control center because of course that was that was the best thing. Let's go and be silly in a car park that is literally covered end to end in CCTV cameras. I mean, <laughs> genius, absolute genius. <laughs> So yeah, if, if I was ever short of paperwork for a month, um, yeah, Javen could be guaranteed to do something stupid, um, like get a BMW with the world's loudest exhaust, I, so much so that when he's doing tingles roundabout sideways, <laughs> you can I, hear him I can hear him, and I'm looking at the roundabout for five minutes going, yeah, any minute now he's going to, yeah, oh look, oh, oh, there he is, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he just made life far too easy, quite frankly. <laughs> The thing is, he'd have a new car every week, so it'd just yeah. be a matter of like, see what he's driving this week, and just go look for that. Really, it was, uh, and it was all. But the the bastard, he was he was clever, wasn't he? It would always be tax insured and MOT'd every single time because he he knew that he'd be doing some flagrant yeah. shit in that thing. So it was always a matter of right, make sure I'm all above board. So at least when I do get stopped for yeah. going going sideways into somewhere, they'd be like, well, it's all fucking tucks and short, isn't it? I've done wrong, have I? And, and to be fair, that was, that was the whole point of my job. If I'm yeah. there most evenings and I'm seen by everyone, they know it's only a matter of time before their yeah. details get washed through the computer. Yeah. yeah. And oh. so they know they're not going to be an absolute tit and they know their car has to be up together. 
Yeah, I, rem- I remember. I remember you. They go around with a notebook, taking down number plates, and I'd be like, "Yeah, she's registered agricultural vehicle shack." <laughs> if only, if only. I bet he still got S eight seventy ADC written down somewhere. <laughs> that was so that what, baby blue one, wasn't it? No, that was the. That was your saxo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the silver mm-hmm. saxo. And then you went to the Ignis. Ignis. That was S. No one cares. STO four JVL. Well, that's nice for. You and your memory. <laughs> Just reminiscing now. Um, uh, I expect you got Jago down somewhere. Yeah, probably. Uh, Big Mule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was literally just going through the list of people. <laughs> Shit, who else we got? That was a, that was a Skyline, wasn't it? Uh, On one stage? He had a Sky, S14 before the yeah. Skyline, yeah. the blue S14 he yeah. had. Yeah, and that's uh, right. Integra. Yeah, DC2. Yep. Yeah. Import. No, Civic before that. Yeah, he's had about a million mm, civics. Yeah, he's had a couple. Yeah. Um, the next five. Askins. Oh, Skins. <laughs> I know he listens. Does he actually? Yeah. Get on, Skins. Again, though, I don't think... The odd, but nothing no, nothing skins major. The, nothing uh, major. Uh, skins was too busy getting AirTech sprayed on the front of his intercooler to be doing anything <laughs> fucking crazy, <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> I know, we did some shit in that sack, so... Yeah, so what 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 drew you to becoming a PCSO in your local town as well? Because, you know, that comes with, like, a certain amount of, like, oh, fucking hell, Alex is a PCSO now. What are you going to do, Nick me? I, I got into policing in a sort of very roundabout way. I was up at uni, um, and I'm, amongst other bits and pieces, I was studying languages. Um, so I grew up abroad. I speak a bunch of languages. Um, and so I figured, well, if I manage to combine at university economics, German and a bit of philosophy, I can read the Communist Manifesto once and write essays on it in all three. So essentially, I was just condensing my reading list the amount of work I had to do because I'm all, I'm all about working smarter, not harder. That's yeah, I like that. all up there, man. It's all um, up there. So having come out with some languages amongst other bits and pieces as part of the degree, I thought, I'll go and do some translation and interpreting work. Bad idea. Really? Bad idea. I I mean, it, be... it pays relatively well, but it is bloody hard work. Really? Uh, it, it literally scrambles your brain. It is, it is I not because you've got like, even though they're speaking one language, you've got different dialects. Kind of dialects. And... It, it's more the fact you're working on three sentences at once. So if you're talking to me now and I'm translating it into another language, I've got to remember the sentence you've just said, work out the translation and be saying that at the same time as oh, listening yeah. to the next sentence you've already started. Yeah. It, it, it scrambles your brain. I never really thought of that. And, it pays quite well, but not well enough for what it does to you. Yeah, but a... I, I came out and was looking at um, websites for translation and interpreting work. Um, you know, Council of Europe, EU, you name it. Um, and a number of the EU web pages had some quite interesting comments posted on there for Europol. I thought, ooh, this looks interesting. Um, but you couldn't apply directly. You had to come in through a recognised police force. Oh, so you had to start so you had, at the you bottom. You had to go... Absolutely. As, as we're sort of policing through and through, you had to start at the bottom and work your way up. Um, so I thought, well, okay, I'm living in Avon and Somerset. I'll, I'll apply there as, as a cop. And um, they'd had a load of applications in over sort of a summer period. Uh, it was getting towards winter by the time they'd done all the vetting bits and pieces and started worrying about who we're going to have in for interviews and whatever else. Um, and actually by then, they'd filled their quota for the year and they were more than happy. Right. Um, so I had a, a phone call saying, look, we'd love to offer you the interview. We'd love to get you in, but we've got no more room. It's full. However, on the strength of the, the paper sift bits and pieces you've done, we can offer you a job starting January as a PCSO. 
I was like, well, it's a foot in the door. Let's go with it. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's how that sort of literally fell in place. Um, and then the whole time, sort of, I was there, what, five years? As long um, as that, was it? Yeah, yeah, about that long. Um, because, of course, that's when all the, um, the first round of big public sector pay freezes happened. Uh, um, and so everybody who was initially had applications out and stuff, all of a sudden cut them and, you know, wasn't doing them. We started losing uh, neighborhood staff around about that time as well. They were cutting back numbers everywhere. Um, and so, yeah, a job that I wanted with the, with the, you know, the blue flashy lights, the fast cars, all the rest of it, just wasn't on the cards at that point. Yeah. Right. Um, then funnily enough, meet a girl from Bristol, things start getting serious, and it's now, okay, yeah, now we'll take you as a transfer um, all the way down, you know, cross country. It's like, Ugh. thankfully she stuck with me. Um, so uh, yeah, she, she moved down there with us. Um, and, uh, yeah, so moved further east and, uh, had my lovely bit as a, as a response cop, uh, which was great fun. There is, there is nothing like it. Don't get me wrong. There was are, that, was that Met or Thames Valley uh, or Hampshire? Oh, Hampshire. Oh, oh, Hampshire. <laughs> I, bet it, I bet it all went on in Hampshire. Heavens. Somebody's parked outside I'm, my I'm, front gate. Drop me fucking Rolex. So I have. <laughs> That'd be the new forest, which is a very niche part of Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> Besides Shout that, you've to got Ryan Murphy, <laughs> Southampton. Oh, you've shit. got Portsmouth. Oh no! Oh, you've got the geez. Paris up in Aldershot, <laughs> and you've got the London Sink Estate that is Andover. I was literally in Andover this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of it? Came back with your wheels. I tell you what, I went up, well, oh, that's something that happened this week. There you go, I knew they were selling it. I went off with my sister to go buy a fucking, t a tent box. Anyone know what a tent box is? Oh, God, don't get me started. My, my sister has got this obsession with having a tent box. So it's basically, imagine like a clamshell roof box, but when you unclip it, it comes up on gas rams. It's like, it's a roof tent, but in a clamshell. So you literally unclip it and it goes, oh, okay, like that, vertically up. And then it's got like a memory foam mattress in there. It's like a zip up. It's very, very nice. She is just hell-bent on this fucking nomadic lifestyle thing. I don't know. Maybe she's going through some fucking... Okay, man. Uh, yeah, cool, man. I don't know. I don't know. God love me, sister. But <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. Anyway, so let's go buy this bloody thing. It was in... Well, it was actually in Berkshire. We obviously had to go through... Um, Big up the Berkshire Turf Wars. Yeah, you know, Newbury, Andover. And oh, the only thing I know about Andover, it's got really fucking confusing roundabout there. <laughs> really, really confusing. We went out three times. And uh, my sister was laughing uncontrollably and all I wanted to... Was get home to bed because it was ten o'clock, and uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, not no. no what is no. it like a funny shape, or is it got a roundabout on a roundabout How on a roundabout? How do you describe it? It's the which, which one? It's the roundabout where you've got uh, you got McDonald's, Mole Care, Mole Valley, Mole Country Stores. Okay, yeah, yeah. and you got three or so. Yeah, three or three, and the motorway ish kind of that way. It, oh, it's like imagine the, like, an you've, you've, like an oval, but then yeah. there's two roundabouts kind of that make up the oval. Oh, Hundred acre roundabout. Is that what um, it's called? It's called, yeah, it's called Hundred Acre Roundabout. It's right by HQ Land Forces. Um, so if you want, you know, the, the head of the army, that, that's where they're based. Um, McDonald's on the other side. Of randomly. course. If you think of a, like a figure of eight roundabout, if you had two big roundabouts next yes. to each other and yep. a big figure yeah, of yeah. eight, lose the bit where they cross over in the middle as a figure of eight and just make it a giant oval, then run the 303 through underneath it. Yeah. So you've, you've got two circles. It is a complete mess, and no one is ever in the right lane. No, no, no. I have been to more than a few smashes on that roundabout for yeah, exactly that reason. I, nearly my fucking sister. We went around it three fucking times. The first time, 
she wasn't she wasn't looking at any of the signs and she wasn't looking at her sat nav and I said where the fuck are you going she's like I don't really know we're back in the same point which I said well fucking follow the signs fucking follow the signs I'm fucking worrying about everything else follow the fucking signs and of course supportive as a passenger this one clearly yeah there wasn't there was a there was a sign for everything apart from the 303 westbound I mean there were if you that that's because you got to go if you're halfway around the first roundabout, yeah. cross over the 303, start yeah. on the second roundabout, and, then and there nearly, you'll see this. Nearly back onto you yourself. Come nearly back yeah. onto you yourself. face McDonald's again when you That's fork it. off left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. literally, there's, I mean, admittedly, there is no sign for the 303 West, but it does, there are two massive uh, national speed limits and two lanes. In the, it does in, say 303 Exeter. Does it? Yeah. Oh, wait, it was fucking night and I was very tired from... <laughs> Glasses were from, dirty. Have you, have you ever tried to fucking lift a, a, a fucking 80 kilo roof box onto a 90 with roof bars on and the bloke that's helping you is about three foot fucking nothing? It's quite difficult and quite taxing and I was very tired. Sounds like a him problem, doesn't mm. it? And I was in a bit of a food coma, so I got three double cheese into me, so... <laughs> three? <laughs> Your man, he's got to go... I mean, he must start the heel this week, Marlon. He must yeah. start the heel. I shall <laughs> drop it around the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, so yeah, no, and over nothing really to report. It's just kind of a, but what I saw of it was like, bleh, just kind of, is it a bit more than bleh? Is it a bit like... It has its moments. Oh, really? Um, it, it's one of those strange ones because you've got some quite old, quite run-down sink estate, sort of smack bang in the middle. Yeah. And five minutes outside of town, you've got houses with fishing rights that are worth sort of 30, 40 grand at the bottom end of the garden. Um, ah. and, and everything in between. You know, it is just... One extreme to the other. Yeah, literally within five, ten minutes of each other. It is just... And, and so you've, you've got the complete variety. You've got some quite nasty domestics. You've got problem youths with naff all to do, only instead of having a job in a car park, <laughs> they've got lovely overpasses over the road, and, you know, uh, it seems uh, like a great idea to drop things off them. Oh, nice. Um, we then were, we got, were that cunty. <clears throat> No. No, well, you, no, well, there's only one overpass, isn't there? And that's right by the blue school and, and where's the street cred and doing that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. no. Um, Don't go being a dick. <laughs> um, whereas then you get out to the countryside and, you know, you've got Rural trout fishing that's worth a small fortune and you've literally got gamekeepers on every inch of, of, of the river. Yeah. Um, you've got hair coursing, you've got big stretches of, of open countryside. Um, with Salisbury playing on your doorstep uh, and the people coming out to do silly things there. Yeah. The people coming out to steal things and then mm. vanish across Salisbury Plain because it's a nice big open space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you're in such easy commuting distance to London that you get a lot of yeah, you bleed, the drugs bleed and the bits and pieces that, that come out there, the county lines. Yeah, my sister-in-law yeah. that was saying, she was like, "We most of our stuff is just, you know, we're, we're the... Well, I, t- I take the piss out of her, and you said initially, uh, that's that's where I got it from, was, oh, she's Thames Valley. And she's like, oh, so everything that comes from London, she says is London's problem, and everywhere that comes from uh, for, comes from the West, that's the West problem, and they're just in the middle going, yeah, we're not really too much going on, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, catching them swans, them. Yeah, Literally. I've definitely not heard of officers taking off handbrakes and just letting it roll over the border into Hampshire. No, def- <laughs> definitely <laughs> never heard of anything happen like that. <laughs> It's one, I, I, one of those rumours that that's, that's your sort of, one of those urban now. myths that yeah. you know that one time they did. Yeah, that's it. Oh, can I roll it back? And I want to. I want to ask you. I have. I don't get me wrong. I fucking love Avon and Somerset Constabulary. 
I wish I'd hurry up with my license. They'll, they'll get round to it, mate. It's just like everything that happens down here. Everything happens a little bit slower down here, mate. It's all right. I have this thing that, you know, obviously Edgar Wright wrote Art Fuzz, and he says that he based the film on Avon and Somerset Constabulary. I believe that to be true. What's your opinion? Who's a man that's worked there? Yeah, it's 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 a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the trolley boy worked for Tesco's, not Summerfield. But apart from that, it's a documentary, <laughs> it's... and that the the um only two kids allowed at a time. Yes, yeah, that, that exists, true. but in a that's different a news agent. Yes, that, yeah, that was right. Apart from that, it's pretty much spot on. It's bang on. It, it is. It is scarily accurate. It, the, I mean, okay. The, the property store is never that big that you're going to fit that many guns in there. And, and yeah, yeah. sea mines, come on. It's been a little while since the, the levels flooded. We're talking Jurassic <laughs> times before you had a sea mine around here. But no, it is, yeah, frighteningly accurate. Well, deactivated, isn't it? It's is, it is just so... I was actually speaking to someone who won't, who will be, rena- remain nameless, who used to be a firearms officer. This is going back years. And uh, she said she had to go around and do all the, the checks on the gun safes and whatever. And she had to go around to this farmer's house and um but and she go, on, I'll just, I'll come through the back door and the back door was propped shut with a double barrel. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you know that shit. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot about he yeah, I don't even know if he works anymore. <laughs> deactivated. Mm. <laughs> literally literally yeah. deactivated. Rust, rusted shut is not deactivated. <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you just struggle to tell a lot of farmers that. No, no, he, the problem is he won't fit in the safe. He's too long. <laughs> not an excuse. You can't cut the barrel, allegedly, can you? No, yeah, no, 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 no. That you don't, you don't. Don't get Ruby ridged, all right. You know, it's a joke. Don't, don't get Calm Ru- down. Don't get Ruby ridged. Yeah, yeah. Man who's put in for a shotgun license, making jokes by cutting barrels off. Nice one, Marlon. <laughs> I don't know why it's not here yet. <laughs> they were just waiting for you to give an excuse to refuse it, <laughs> which I think you just done. <laughs> Cut out, Reg. <laughs> ah, fuck them. So you, you said you sort of had a clear vision before you'd even join the force of what you wanted to do you're where you wanted and, to end up yeah, where you wanted to be yeah it, it certainly started with that vision and the, and the funny thing is it, it's a it's a it's a phenomenon that happens you start with a great idea you go into policing and you typically start a response policing and because it is such a close-knit team yeah um you can't really ever see yourself leaving um, and I, I came back later in my career as a, as a response sergeant. And so you're there in charge of a shift, which also includes sort of tutoring and mentoring some of the, 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 the younger members on the shift, younger in service, not necessarily age. Yeah, um, the rookies. And they, they come in with great ideas and all of a sudden they just lose that. And part of it is... Almost the not, team not aspect. Keeping the dream alive. I mean, it sounds incredibly corny. But reminding them that, yes, you're part of this team and you're a valued part of this team, but if you find a better role elsewhere and if you are better suited at another role elsewhere... Don't get stuck in a rut. The team will carry on without you. That's, that's so true. They'll miss you. Yeah. And yes, it'll be crap for the first couple of weeks until yeah. we find a replacement, but the organisation will quite happily replace you yeah. in what is ultimately the bottom rung of the ladder. That starting point for everybody. Yeah. So if you have a specialism that you've got your eye on, go for it. But of course, I was one of those. I came in and, you know, you swept up with the team and it's all go. And it's this job that we had last week and Joe Bloggs who come around again. And you, you just get stuck in that day to day, two days, two late, two nights, four off 
sort of shift pattern and, and you just live for that next set. You lose that bit of perspective. And thankfully, one of my colleagues went, um, have you looked at routine orders this week? Because they've just advertised for a post that I think you ought to go for with your languages. It's in the Intel department. And you think, ooh, Intel, hang on, wait a minute. I've, I've not got that much service in yet. And, you know, it would mean leaving the team. And then what does it, you end up all sort of scared yeah. to move almost. Almost institutionalized. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much. I mean, you, you will get officers who've been on a, on a neighbor team or on a response team for a decade or more easily. And they can't picture doing anything. Any, so don't get yeah, me wrong. Any different. For the most part, they're very, very good at what they do. Yeah. Not always. Um, and it suits some people, but for the vast majority, I'd say there are so many different roles in it. You know, it is one of those where, yes, you are one person doing a job as a cop. But there are so many different options out there from firearms licensing through to dealing with hazardous materials through to licensing at pubs, whatever else it happens to be. Um, horses, dogs, guns, boats, such a vast arena. And people tend to get stuck in that one mindset. I was very lucky that I had that opened, went for it. Yeah. Thought, There's no way in hell I'm getting this um, and got it. Never looked back. How long ago was that? Uh, September 2015. I started. Oh, so I started eight, that. I started that role nearly eight years ago. Then yeah, went off on honeymoon straight away. <laughs> <laughs> hi, I was, hi, I was hi, literally hi. in for two <laughs> days. Bugging <laughs> off on honeymoon for two weeks to Barbados drinking rum. Bet <laughs> <laughs> that went no fucking well. What can they say? Fuck yeah, them. yeah. I forget. I that. nearly, nearly didn't get permission to attend my own wedding. I put in an annual leave request. Uh, August what? bank. August bank holiday. And uh, oh. Julie's came back. No, sorry, refused. Like, no, no, you, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. This is, I'm not going to a wedding. This is my, my wedding. wedding. If I don't go, there is no I wedding. am dead. <laughs> yeah. Forget the wedding. There'll be a funeral, yeah. which I will not be attending. Well, I will, but in body, get, not in spirit. I'll give the future wife your number, and now it's your problem. And uh, yeah, no, duties came back. No, computer says no. Yeah. No, 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 I, I need this. Oh, you'll have to get a superintendent to sign off on it then. Bounces his way up through the chain of command, oh, comes back, yeah. one word authorised, straight away. <laughs> just, just, yes. The, the human fact that comes in there and goes, yeah, yeah no, actually, come on. He, he probably should be yeah. at his wedding. Yeah. I'm sure really. we can pull in a favour from somebody that's done too many sickies kind of Ma thing. Maybe we can't let the entire shift go to the wedding, but <laughs> let's at least let the groom go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so shit, you were going to have, like, a lot of your shift were going to go. But no, uh, it... It was one of those that I knew on an August bank holiday, there was no way in uh, hell you were gonna get. that was ever going to work. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, from minute one, it's policing, bank holidays. You, you tend to reduce the numbers on a bank holiday only because that's one of the few times that cops, I think it's the only time cops still get double time. Um, so police officers are expensive bodies on a bank yeah. holiday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so and there's not really much going on. Well, I was drinking idiots. Never it, say the Q word kind of thing. Yeah, but... it, it varies. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. For the most part, just a lot of day drinking. Yeah, yeah. But there's there was no way in duties were ever going. to... I mean, if they weren't going to let me go to my own wedding, there was no way in hell they were going to let no, sort of twelve else. other officers <laughs> go or whatever else. So no. <laughs> right, I think that's a good time to cut to a break, Marlonis. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll be back with uh, beer of the week this time. Ooh, beer of the week, beer of the week. Right, uh, we'll be back. Uh, love you all. Ciao. Love you. Bye.
and I'm back from the fridge. But yeah. before we get into beer of the week, massive shout out to the sponsor of this episode, Marlon. What have we just been eating oh, during the break? My days. Oh, I feel. <clears throat> I feel. I feel good, man. I feel good. I've not even managed to finish yet. It's so <laughs> dense. It's so good. So, uh, obviously, Sean, the chef, is the sponsor of the episode. Before the episode started, I went down, picked up some good treats from him. Mm. Whole box full. It's, it's the weight of the box itself that really gets you. I remember when um, Dick and Bush I was on. I carry it around. <laughs> um, got the sack truck out. <laughs> Get a pump trucks. <laughs> Honestly, I just there are really no words. You just have to, you have to order it to find out. Yeah. It's so good. What Alex? What are your thoughts? Epic. It's just yeah, so good. You you said that you've been to Clark's Village before and just had a yeah. Bef- before I realised, you know, he was a sponsor here and all the rest of it. Just yeah, they looked so good at Clark's Village. Picked up a couple. I mean, they're obscene. They're like are. 50 million calories a bite, but they are they are delicious. <laughs> They're just too good. I'm honest. Every time I see him put a post up, I'm like, God damn. God damn. The wife's like, yeah, we could go on then. <laughs> All right, let's go. I just honestly, it's a massive shout out to Sean the Chef. Uh, if you can, you can hit him up on Instagram, which is what, Marlon? That is Sean the Chef one. And you can look at him now. Find him at his new... Brand spanking new website. Which is www.seantheshef.shop where you can order online postal delivery he's got it all going on so yeah I mean is ev- imagine that imagine ordering it online and it just gets delivered to your door I just it's, it, I, I, I can't I wish I could describe to you how fucking good this is I tell you what Marlon should we do something let's do something fuck it shall we alright alright um, think of something We'll do a giveaway, but how are we going to do it? Um, I'll tell you what, if you order merch, right? If you order merch on this episode, what are you going to do? He's looking at me like, you're doing hand signals to me, Reg, and I don't understand what they mean. i tell you what, if you order merch when this episode comes out, three of you lucky bastards will be sent a fucking box from Sean the Chef, courtesy of us. That's it. That'll run from when the episode gets released to let's the, say well, uh, the next episode so not a week no no oh, all right sorry you you need to get in you need to get in fast yeah fuck it yeah just the 24 just, hours just friday right just just friday yeah from one o'clock friday to one o'clock saturday order merch Boom. then three of you lucky bastards that order some incredible merchandise will get a fucking box from sean the chef sent to you by sean so yeah there you go awesome right massive shout out to sean thank you for sponsoring this episode my man let's get back into Beer of the fucking week, Marlon. What is this? Uh, this is um, Co-op Pricks Garanti. <laughs> beer Blonde Lager Beer Beer Normal. <laughs> I got a note here. Got him. Who's it? Who, who sent it to us? The Mad Pineapple. The Mad Pineapple. Massive shout out to Matthew Schultz. Good evening, scumbags, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. My deliveries have come in several parts. The joys of living in a country that nobody that likes nobody. <laughs> so, the beer. Hobo beer, we call it. If it doesn't get a one out of five, I'll be very disappointed. Okay, have you, you've managed to find some, so without any further ado, Marlon, if you could please... Read the marketing bullshit! 
Co-op Cooperative is one of Switzerland's largest retail and wholesale companies based in Basel. Um, maybe this isn't actually beer bullshit. <laughs> you just reading the marketing bullshit for the co-op. co-op. <laughs> <laughs> it's owned by all its producers, hence why the name no, Co-op. Type. Co-op has a low-cost product line. Pricks guarantee, which is guaranteed low price for certain foods, drinks, and products. Hence the home. Actually, beer. I say a low price. Silly me, as this is Switzerland. <laughs> is that what it says? Yeah. I actually mean it's the least expensive product on offer. Um, so they have decided to extend this scheme to cheap discounted beer co-op lager. Wow. It's uh, it's it's certainly a can. It's a it, half a liter. It's four point eight percent. Yeah, and that's about all I can say about it. From looking at it, when I yeah. looked at it, I thought this is definitely on the cheaper end of the spectrum. Being that the main thing it's got written on it is the word lager. So, <laughs> that's it. you know it's cheap when it's got that plastered. It. Should we go and see what we think then? But it's not a printed can. No, it's true. Ah. Hey man, that ain't bad. Not hideous. That's not. We have had drunk worse. Speaking as a German beer expert, Alex, it's very light. It is, mm. but well, say that is for four point eight percent. It is strikingly light. I was scared because the amount of bubbles you see on the outside of the pack. I was thinking this is gonna be really, it's gonna be really gassy, but carbonated. Not, the fuck? No, not it's too bad. A lot of silence going. On, a lot of thinking in the bar this evening in the studio. It's. I like it's not it's not bad man I like it's not, that's it it's not offensive do you, mean, what, do you know what I think it's a slightly like? strange aftertaste my what I think is that is perfectly between your perfect beer and my perfect beer that's what I think I think it's light enough and sort of refreshing enough to be your kind of beer but it's also got enough you know enough on the back end enough sort of flavour and punch to be my kind of beer so I think it's I think it's really hitting all the marks I don't think he's going to get a five out of five, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm somewhere. Sorry, Matt. There's a lot of quietness. Come on, come on. What, it's, a, it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'll tell you what, fuck it. I'm three. Three. I'm sorry, Matthew. I know you wanted a fucking one, but I reckon it's all right. I could, that, that, to quote Jimmy Harris, Jimmy Harris, Chef James, shout out. Festival breakfast, that is. That's festival breakfast, I reckon. Not a bad shout. Ah, it's festival breakfast. Alex, have we got a uh, we got a trip advisor? I gotta be honest, your three I think is a bit ambitious. <laughs> 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 gotta get the lawyers in. I mean, look 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 at the can. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope you, you can't hold that can. Yeah, the aluminium is so thin. It, the thing is wobbling in your hand. It, it does feel like they've really gone. Of, it's the, the price guarantees come from somewhere. I'm I'm going two on that one. Marlon? If I saw it next to Budweiser, I probably would order Budweiser. Yeah, would you order Budweiser over anything? I don't think, to be fair, they'd ever serve this somewhere where you can order beer. <laughs> You're going to have to carry this up to the till yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> I could use that so many times. Thank you. <laughs> so why? Yeah, I'm at three. Like, it's not offensive. I mean, you can tell it's a cheap beer. Right. I don't... Co-op Grand, Grand Prix. <laughs> Garante. Garante. Beer, blonde, lager, beer, beer, normal. 
I'm sorry, I'm eating some Sean the Chef. Hi, <laughs> I always have this rule of don't eat on the podcast, and I'm just totally ignoring it. Right, yeah, uh, so uh, overall, that's a three out of five. Wonderful. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Stop eating. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh, sorry, right, let's get back into it. Alex, um, so you left the response team, and uh, where, where, where did it lead you from there, then? Uh, the snazzy world of intelligence. Ah. Sneaky squirrel. Uh, uh, <laughs> secret squirrels. Secret squirrels. Not quite... Um, MI69. Not quite a, a GCHQ. No, 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 no. So, um, your... Every one of the 43 police forces in England and Wales has their own intelligence department. Really? Um, yeah. They will... You wouldn't not, know it. We're not talking... That's the whole idea, isn't it? We're not talking the intelligence services. We're oh. talking... Everyone's seen Line of Duty, chizzes, covert human intelligence sources, grasses. Everybody loves to tell the police stuff, whether it's because they really don't like their neighbour and the fact that during COVID they're out walking the dog three times a day, um, (laughs) through to (laughs) you know a a drug dealer who doesn't particularly like their rival, and whilst they're never going to directly grass them up well if we conveniently tell the cops this that or the other uh, yeah there's um, a strange car yeah. that keeps pulling up outside this specific fucking house information comes in and every police force in England and Wales records that information um, and yeah sooner or later you build enough of a picture that you can act on it I did not know this what the fuck well you yeah you always assume there's something going on well, yeah, the it, it kind of put, there's actually like a there's oh, not a is it a department or like uh, an actual uh, uh, an amount of people that do this? Yeah, ev- everything that, that the police does is, is recorded. Um, everything the police does either is a crime, in which case it gets recorded as a crime, or is still somehow going to be relevant to what's going on in the community and still needs to be recorded. Suppose, and so you uh, have, you know, it isn't all guns and drugs. No. There are other bits and pieces in there, you know, Joe Bloggs, drink drives home, um, you know, oh, two, three oh, times a week from the dog and duck yeah. to oh, shit, whatever. Really? Yeah. You know, all of that has to be recorded somewhere or, you know, you're phoning up because your neighbour never taxes his vehicle. Admittedly, we record that and tell the DVLA about it. Um, but all of that has to come in somewhere. All of that has to be processed. Um, you know, anyone who tells the police anything, they have to keep the person details out of it. The source has to be kept safe. Yeah. So it all gets sanitized to the point that they'll remove sort of any references to male, female, anything like that. It is always, they make it as anonymous as, as possible. Um, so that if the information is ever used, if it gets out there, you know, colleagues reading it, frontline cops reading it. Yeah. No idea where it came can't from. Can't figure out where it came from. Exactly. Um, and yeah, sometimes there's, proper juicy jobs in there. Um, other times it's much lower down the bottom end of the scale, you know. Matey Boy was selling, you know, perfume bottles down at the pub last weekend, whatever it happens to be. <laughs> you you get literally, you know, the entire spectrum come through the office. Um, I tended to deal with some of the more um, international elements, which was great fun. Um, and you get some some weird and wonderful jobs in amongst that lot. I mean, I've, I've literally had, can I go and take a statement, please, for one kid that pushed another kid off a pontoon on holiday in Turkey. No way. Absolutely. Yeah, what? absolutely. And it, you're just thinking, seriously, we, it at home, we, never, we wouldn't deal with that. But it's come through. 
The Home Office lawyers have said, yeah, absolutely, UK police are going to help Turkish police deal with it. No. And so you do. And the best thing, the best thing about it is, Turkish legal system is, is written in such a way that actually cops going and getting a statement isn't recognised. Most, so most countries in the world don't have cops as investigators. The prosecutors, um, as in the lawyers or the judges or the magistrates, will be the investigating people. Cops are just there as thief takers. So they don't actually recognise a statement that's taken by cops. So you go and take said statement, and you've then got to get the statement and the witness in front of a judge to swear it out to say, yeah, the police officer wasn't twisting my arm and actually, yeah, it's all true, before it can get sent back. That's how fucking... What, the, without, the admin, without, the red tape is not a bank, is it? Politically correct, say this because a lot of other police forces in a lot of other countries are maybe not at bent. I'm trying to avoid that fucking word, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe don't uh, operate to the standards of the British police force. Every police force in the world does things differently, and and all the police forces in England and Wales do things differently. You know, there's 43 different forces. There's 50 plus different ways of doing it. Um, uh. there's a massive variety in everything um, but yeah you just some of the jobs that come through you think goodness me really I mean, we got a lovely Swiss beer here this evening I had a, a request to go and interview a pilot didn't know he was a pilot but a chap who was caught speeding in Switzerland 7 kilometres an hour over the speed limit on a motorway That's at like 2 in the morning 5 miles an hour basically yeah. it comes with there's timestamp, the photo, all the rest of it. You and literally see the one car, nothing else in the background of the shot. It is literally two in the morning, and it's just like the tiniest little whisker over the speed limit. And they're looking to prosecute for this. Absolutely. A lawyer's put <laughs> pen to paper, sent it in no. to our government, to the Home Office lawyers here, who've said, yep, absolutely, thank you very much. That's a valid request. Send it out to force to deal with. So I had to go and interview him. He was an EasyJet pilot late for his flight, so that was why he had his foot down in the rental car. That's what a best of, waste best of, of all in Switzerland. Money. Fines and means tested. Yes, they are. They yes. absolutely are. So there's, there's the, if, the, if, the sausage if you, man. You know the story about the sausage man? No, only biggest the one about the EasyJet pilot. Biggest speeding fine ever man. issued. Do you was know in... the sausage man? <laughs> the sausage <laughs> man? The sausage man! <laughs> he lives on Cumberland Lane. <laughs> <laughs> No, the biggest fine ever issued was to a Swiss, a, a Swiss. You say Swiss or Swedish? Swiss. Swiss that's right. Um, sausage magnate. He, What's a sausage magnate? He, he, his father or he owned a massive, massive sausage company. Got caught speeding, and like you say, means means tested. Yeah. So you get fined a percentage of yep. your income. The fine depends on what you earn. Yeah. So yeah, if you get caught shoplifting and you're homeless and haven't got pot to piss in the fines next to nothing right. if you're a millionaire and you're shoplifting for kicks if it's a 50p miles bar the fine may well run into the millions so needless to say he coughed to it straight away yes I was late for my flight I was speeding you know done dusted apart from the three page A4 form on his financial circumstances what's left on his mortgage, what he earns, no. what his wife earns, what the cars are worth, what's on the credit gold, cards. They So it's literally like you have to drill down into exactly after all this has come out, your what is left is your disposable income. Well, after. I had to ask the questions, yeah. It was up to him whether he chose to answer them or not, but absolutely. Yeah, well, you would want to answer them because if the more you answer, the more you can say, well, you know, that's got to come out and that's got to come out and that's got to come out. And oh, well, you know, after I pay for that, I've literally got like 30 pence left at the end of the fucking month. 
Because I fly for EasyJet. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're 80 plus a year, mate. No. I'm in the wrong job. I should fucking say, Jesus. It's all autopilot after fucking take off and landing, isn't it? And even then, with half the planes these days, they'll um, take off and land themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not 737 Max, mate. You'd be alright. Ah. <laughs> or a tease. So you had to go through all of that for seven kilometers an hour of the speed limit. And yeah. That's kind of like the, the country's trying to waste our money. No, I think it's like they just have a rule and that's the rule. Mm. And like you say, if the home office said, yeah, absolutely fine. But is that the home office saying, yes, it's fine. Or, and like, just because that's the way they do it. Or is that just them trying to keep up good relations? Part and parcel. Yeah. So a, a, a lot of it is. If they I, turn around and said, Kev, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, absolutely. And then we send a murder inquiry over. Well, actually, come on. You couldn't even be bothered to deal with our. Yeah. You know, and that was a simple, you know, one got, line, did you do it, yes or no, and then just a simple form, and now you want us to go and do it X, Y, and Z? For seven kilometres over the speed limit. So, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's. There's a lot of investigation needed into Swiss banking, so you just... Did you get so a, just, um, you, you got calibration into... certificate for the gun? <laughs> <laughs> no, a fixed speed camera. Oh. Proper sort of permanent, yeah. He should have done a fucking um, Chris Bradford, shouldn't he? I think it fucks me off is you got to pay 80, pounds of, oh, 80 euros a day or 80, 80 euros a year to drive on their roads when you cross the border. It doesn't matter if you're there for fucking three hours or 365 days. you still got to pay the same amount. Bastard. Robin Bastard. I'd go, go the long way around through Austria if I were you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, I just love that Stelvio. I just can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> just can't go down it. <laughs> So you not only in like you know people uh, UK citizens that commit crimes in other countries you work in extradition as well, uh, not directly. No, not directly. Although I am flight trained these days. Um, what is oh uh, what is a lovely what's... lovely day out at Heathrow Airport? Well, just outside of Heathrow Airport because yeah, they try not to let us anywhere near the actual airport. Can't be trusted. Um, and they've got a lovely mock-up of a plane. And, and yeah, you, um, as opposed to doing your, your annual sort of public order refresher where you end up putting handcuffs on each other and wrestling with each other in a massive gym somewhere, you get to do it in an aircraft body. Um, oh, well, like it's, oh. if, if you've got a massive gym and you've got loads of space, it's great. But you try it's doing not, it down oh, an aisle yeah, somewhere. Down 737. It takes a bit of practice. Um, uh, good fun. Good fun. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too dramatic, but... Yeah, you're just bending people over chairs, and of course, if you if you're playing <laughs> the stooge, for, if you're playing stooge for the day, um, great fun, just tripping everybody up trying to get down an aisle. <laughs> <laughs> so, what sort of day to what's day to day looking like in the life of you then? Day to day for me at the moment is mainly emails and phone calls. Really, um, for for advice are these you, days. Are you missing I, the madness I, as, as a supervisor these days? Um, That's kind you of know, the way it I, goes, really, yeah, isn't it? It's it's very all much, the paperwork, and all the fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did have quite a bit of fun. I, so when I went back, I did a couple of other jobs before I went back to response policing as a supervisor again. Um, and I used to sit in the police station um, in a suit, doing the paperworky bits and pieces. But if there was a shout for a van, body armor would go on over the three-piece <laughs> suit, straight no. out the door. Like, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I enjoy it. And I, and I can't sit there and listen to the radio and listen to them calling it's, a van from halfway across the county when there's, there's a set of keys on the van behind yeah. me and there's a van just outside. <laughs> Let's uh, fucking go. You know, it's a Matalan suit for a reason. <laughs> if, it, if it gets trashed, it gets trashed. It's, it's not the end of the world. I'm not turning up in, you know, hand-stitched winkle pickers and, and, and whatever else. It's just, it's just not worth it. Um, but yeah, it's, we joined the job 
to catch bad guys and to help people who need help in. Um, so there's no point sitting there listening to the radio when there's something going on if you can go and get stuck in. Yeah. What would you say yeah. is the most rewarding part of your job? Ooh, tricky. Tricky. There's a few factors there. You've got putting the bad guys in jail, bringing people to justice. Let's, let's, let's go with catching the bad guys. Slap. Yeah. Put, yeah. Put yeah. Them in jail that, is a whole other kettle of fish. Yeah. And we'll, we'll leave that to the CPS. The CPS, and, and, yeah. and, and that's, that's one of the first things that you really have to learn as, as a police officer is they will come again yeah. and it's our job to catch them and gather the evidence, not to lock them up. Because if, if you base your reason for being and your reason for doing the job on locking them up, you will get so frustrated, you will burn out in no time, that's not fight that's you're going to win no, every time half the time they let them go don't they well, it's just the, and, and half the time the evidence isn't there it's, it's as simple as that you know they, they, a lot of the time you see television programs and you've got a CSI out doing incredible things to figure out who done it they cost a lot of money these CSIs and half the stuff they do on telly isn't real is Hollywood yeah yeah you're not going to get a CSI out. What do you mean miracul- CSI Vegas isn't real? <laughs> <laughs> it's real in as much as the same as the guns of Hollywood that never run out of bullets. Ah. The thing exists, but actually in reality, it doesn't work quite like that. Yeah. You can't magic stuff out of nowhere. If the evidence isn't there, the evidence isn't there. However, most of our crooks will do it again. And again, and you again, and again. And, and you one, ca- you'll catch them out. Yeah, yeah. And... Because all the data's there in the background, all the previous times you've tried and not got quite far enough, actually, now that you're you've building for something, the rest of the puzzle may well fall into place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and that is often one of the really rewarding bits. Um, personally, it's the turning up to complete and utter chaos. Someone's world has just completely fallen apart, be it a car crash, a violent crime... Romance fraud, whatever it happens to be, someone's world has just completely fallen apart. You you're, turn you're up. always seeing people on the worst days of their lives. Yeah. And and you're trying to help them make sense of it. And actually, for us, it's very much routine. And part of it is remembering for them it is a major drama. Yeah. And trying to make sense of that and try and make them whole again. And at the very least, just calming everything down and making it feel okay, it's happened, We're gonna but we'll get it. there. Yeah, we may not get there the way you want, but we will help in, to the best of our ability. Yeah. Um, and, and that's often, yeah, that's, that's often one of the more rewarding bits. Sounds cheesy as hell. No, but it makes sense. Everyone okay. gets into different things for their own... Um... Yeah, like, I, I've spoken to coppers before. They're like, oh, my favourite part is, you know, putting heads into bonnets. And, you know, kicking in doors and stuff. And, you know, like, everyone's in it for a different reason. Like, you know, everyone's in... Every, every You could put 100 people in one job and they're in that job for 100 different reasons. Some people to make money, some people to fulfill themselves. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, putting the doors in, the warrants, oh. they are great fun, they're exciting. Yeah. But actually, it's about a minute's worth of excitement for oh, I God knows how many hours of paperwork. paperwork. <laughs> that uh, big like, red key must be really fun to use <laughs> for about 10 seconds. Yeah, we if had, you use it right, otherwise you put your back out. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, 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 a copper on back along, a shout out to a Ted. And um, we were talking about 
like the whole video in the cops, police the police kind of thing. Were you in at that point, or were you uh, off the off the beat, off the street by the time that was coming in? No, absolutely. Um, and it's personally, I have no issue with it. That's it. If you're doing your job correctly as it should be done, absolutely. Put a body cam on. Yeah, and and all of us these days have personal issue body cams that literally you get back to the station, you plug it in, done. It uploads to a cloud straight away. It can't be messed with. It can't be tampered with. And actually, when they first came out, there was a lot of officers I'm very nervous. I'm not fucking having that. I'm not fucking I'm not that. switching it on, X, Y, Z. They are worth their weight in gold if you're doing the job you're supposed to be doing. That's yes. The, that's the thing, because you are. You, know, you can shove an iPhone in my face as much as you want. I'm recording too, mate. So this is going to be, you can edit that there however the hell you want. This is just going to be raw footage and it is going to show exactly what I've said. And like, I think it's one of those things where it's it's not going to weed out the, in inverted commas, bad cops, but, you know, it's going to bring a lot of things it's to like... It's going to encourage it. Very fucking yeah. quickly. It's, I see it in America, whenever there's like a, you know, they call it like a, not a bad shooting or something like that, instantly the police force will put the video out and be like, look, this is what happened. This is what You can say happened. what you want on social media about... This is what happened. This is exactly how it went down. Interpret it as you will. We think we back the police officer in his decisions. End of story. And the Facebook edit is always that sensational sort yeah. of one minute clip. That's it. You don't with get none of the lead up. You don't get to yeah, see any it. of the There's argument or your man trying to fucking reach into the glove box for something or fucking reach down the side of something and rush the policeman try and grab his gun. No, you don't see that. You just see matey getting fucking a glock emptied on him while he's on the floor. Did you see the one uh, they pulled somebody over? I cannot remember where it was. Oh, I think I know when you're going to say. <clears throat> In a parking lot. Is it the one where he goes for the policeman's gun? No. No? Um, he was identifying as a sovereign citizen or something. <laughs> you mean a fucking lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's like, I don't comply with any of your rules. And the officer was like, no, just come on. I just need something, some form of just, identity. Just tell me your fucking um, name. Yeah. Something. Um, so he called in for backup. Backup came and they're kind of like, there's three of them surrounding the car just from one side. Nobody's got anything drawn. And he reaches down the side of his pocket. One of the officers opens the door and there's a gun there and they just unload uh, on him. That's it. The thing is, when you have the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, every policeman over there... Needs to be a... It needs to be a... Like, lit, no, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm not trying to say they need to be fucking finger on the trigger. Every traffic stop, every fucking... Every, you know, interaction with a member of the public, you need to have in the back of your head, this man could be armed and he could be looking to end my life. And I think that's, that, that is a lot that's of the... Why they, we, are, we are very lucky living here. I mean, don't get me wrong, as a former firearms certificate holder, you know, as, as a person who has the rights of the shot... Free, the rights of the people shall not be infringed, Alex. I'm not going to say that. I'll, I'll say that, much, but <laughs> bring back handgun ownership and, uh, uh, you know, legalise Section 5, but yeah. Can we have a 50 but as well? Working as a police officer here in the UK, you see a completely different attitude. We are less of a threat. Consequently, even the hardened criminals, even the, you know, the, the serious wrong-uns. The nasty bastards. They treat us differently. For the most, for the most part. You, you will always get the outliers. outliers. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There is a threat there. And I've had some 
quite nasty injuries. I've had some colleagues with some properly horrendous in injuries. Um, but it's a different, completely different mentality. We will talk some, generally speaking, we will talk someone to death in this country first. <laughs> before we, no, seriously. That's you, you, so you, you, will, you will go to jobs and, and you're thinking, actually, we could, we've, we've got enough bodies here now. We could just rush this person and get it over and done with. But actually, it's talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, and even, even when we get firearms teams down, you know, I've, I've had a, a young man after a night down on the town, probably some cocaine and who knows what else, oh, um, hold up in an address, steak knife in each hand, threatening to kill everyone there. Whether he was a serving soldier, whether he was a former soldier, I don't know, but some PTSD issues, plus alcohol, plus drugs, plus whatever else, not quite sure where he thought he was, what he thought was going on, but he wanted to kill everyone in the address, and he certainly wanted to try and do us harm. In the end, it was the offer of a cigarette. Really? Yep. We had armed officers there. It took them 40 minutes to get to us. Um, that, was a, that was a fun wait. Oh, but the, they were in the Hyundai. <laughs> the, in the EV. <laughs> Stop halfway now, for they're, they're a the charge. Un, they're like. the only ones who, who will still get decent cars these days. Yeah. Um, just because the amount of kit they have to lug around. Yeah, it's, 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 it's it, not going to move in, a, in an EV, is it? It's always an X5. It's always... You see an X5 coming down the road, you're like, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, long way over. They get there. There's a bit of a sort of exchange of whatever you do. Don't mention his granddad. Um, you know, all the bits and pieces that you've figured oh. out over the 40 minutes of talking yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, Spray in hand, behind your back, waiting, thinking, this is, this is going to go horribly wrong because it doesn't work on everybody. Um, and those are steak knives... It's that's, yeah. that's jagged. That's gonna hurt. No, it's not mm. gonna be clean. Nope, absolutely. Talk, talk, talk. Right. Tell you what. I don't smoke, but I'll find you a cigarette, and I'll swap you those two knives for the cigarette. No way. And yeah. that was it. That was it. Walked out the address in the end. Was of course in America. Those are weapons. End of story. You come out brandishing that at policeman. You get within a certain yeah. range. Blah blah. End game. Yeah. And I, I can completely understand why they have that mentality. Yeah. Um, but thankfully here, we have a different mentality. And I'd, I'd much, much rather be working here. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I can look at it from your point of view and absolutely agree with it. But the older I get, and I really hope my firearms officer isn't listening, but I, I, I don't know. The older I get, the more I'm just like, I just like the whole freedom thing, man. Like the freedom, the right to bear arms, the freedom, the overthrow. I don't think there are any bears over it. Overthrow tyrannical government. You know, I just, the, the, the Second Amendment, just the older I get, the more it speaks to me of the rights of the people should not be infringed. And I, I like it, man. Of a well-regulated militia. militia. And, and there's, there's the catch. It's not every Tom, Dick and Harry doing what he wants with a gun. Or at least it shouldn't be. And it's the same here. Don't get me wrong, I am the first person to say, actually, I'd quite like not just a single-shot target rifle, and actually, I'd like a, a semi that isn't just a rimfire. I'd love so an AK, an, an so AR, and a 50. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's interesting to try a different caliber here, or, you know, that particularly weird one, because it's got six locking lugs instead of three, or, yeah. what, you know, a bizarre action, whatever else it happens to be. But with the checks that get done, 
we still have people slip through the net here. And actually, if someone slips through the net here, their capacity to go and do damage with what they're allowed to have here in the UK is very, very different. Yeah, because there is nobody else on the other side of that with something to take them out. Well, this was the whole thing back in... Unless the... you're around here. Yeah, you've seen, you seen Life on Mars? Great show. No. Oh, you watched Life on Mars? Oh, yes. Ashes to Ashes? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Like, all, they were all obviously armed, weren't they? Like the, the... Not routinely, but they were all trained and could go back and get, yeah. which was, yeah. Yeah, well, not obviously, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> 80s, yeah, good yeah, reference, yeah. like it, well yeah. done, yeah, Ashes to Ashes, I get it. But I think with, um, but that was the thing, handgun ownership back then was, you know, pre-Dunblane, was you could own a handgun, you could have it within your uh, private domicile, but you could only shoot it at target clubs and things like that. And it was only after Dunblane, which was, I want to make a point, Thomas Hamilton, I believe his name, I think, uh, who committed the Dunblane massacre, actually was um, was refused entry into a pistol club and yet still, still managed to obtain pistols. So it was kind of like, well, the bloke that wasn't really allowed the gun or managed to somehow get through kind of led to the, what was it? Was it the, it was the Daisy Foundation or the Daisy something? this whole movement that came to ban handguns in the UK. Um, but my thinking is, is that it's just banned handgun ownership. It's made, it's obviously made obtaining a handgun a lot more difficult for criminals, but it hasn't taken it out of their hands. No, absolutely. In yeah. any way, shape or form. This is the whole argument in America. If you ban certain things, you're just taking it away from law-abiding citizens. Um, and it falls into the hands of, you know, because no, no, it goes on no the market fucking, then. No fucking criminals have a 2 2 rimfire like like no. me. No, they've all got 9 mil Glocks and three, yeah. 357 Smith and Wessons, which I'm not allowed and they are. And you see Manchester, also known as Gunchester, um, you know, and they're Liverpool and the madness that happens up there. And I'm like, well, you know, okay, right, let the, let the criminals have their fun. And yeah. You know, people that can actually enjoy the sport of shooting, like myself, like a lot of other of my friends, are all of a sudden like my grandfather. My grandfather used to shoot pistol. We had a three five seven, uh, a a nineteen eleven forty five gold competition cup. Like loved it. He used to smelt his own bullets, everything, and he was like, "Yeah, well, that fucked it for all of us, didn't it?" And you know, not an industry, but like a section of that industry was just killed overnight. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it, it. I just, I think. Don't let a good tragedy go to waste, is my opinion of this country. And it, it saddens me every time I see a... We're allowed. It's, it's rare, but every time I do see a mass shooting of somebody who legally owns a firearm, I think, great. So that guy's going to fuck That's another it nail in the coffin, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it yeah. is. I mean, what, ha what happened in Plymouth recently is, uh, you know, we've, I spoke about it with a few people privately off the podcast. It's, it's scary for what they, after the inquest that happened. It's a bit scary for the, uh, you know, the the... The gun industry, you can call it that. I know it sounds a bit scary, but the sort of sporting gun. Um... But I think that is a. Um... Sorry, Alex. It's a. That's a police failure issue. Oh, it is. Yeah, no. De Devon and Cornwall got. Um, is it Devon and Cornwall? Wasn't it? Yeah. For the Plymouth, Plymouth would be. Yeah. yeah, it was. They they got called to account on that because he'd had his. He'd had his, his... Shot, he'd had his shotgun certificate revoked and then reinstated after. But... And his mother rang up. Yeah, I mean, it's a fa it was a failing on a failure from. It was a failure. I'm only speaking of what I've heard in the news and the press, which you know can never be relied on entirely. But it, they, they've called it a, a failing of that constabulary, and I think they've you know 
it's made a sort of it's made a national impact in the all firearms sections of uh, every constabulary of I sort of had to look up and go oh fucking hell kind of shit we probably should look at this a bit further but and that's that's kind of the flip side of it for us you know oh great they're going to be looking a lot further into us which is fine in a way but then you know I don't mind having more checks and more this that and the other but when they start really tightening down on oh well you know I think you know that that club you shoot at do you really need a 308 to shoot target well I want to well you know do you need to though because you've got a 223 you're like what the hell? Yeah. Just, just let me do what I want, man. Yeah. Like I've got no reason. I've got no criminal history to not let me allow have that. Let me have it. I, I don't know. I could be here all fucking day. Alex, please talk because I'm gonna get everything. Yeah, I'm gonna get off one. In a minute. No, I mean, just just playing devil's advocate to the whole thing because I, I generally I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think we have become too strict here. We have. Um, you know, when when we had Olympians training in pistol disciplines who couldn't train in the country they were representing because their kit wouldn't meet the local regs. That's, and that's they, bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. That sort of thing is really frustrating. But on the flip side, let's say law gets changed tomorrow, handguns are back in, great. What do you think all those police forces are doing? Arming After instance, Arming, yeah. like, no, 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 quite the opposite. Well, fine. I was thinking more along the lines of every firearms licensing department now sees the risk you can apply for all you like, and the law says you can absolutely have it. Do you think we're going to give it to you? Do you no. think we're going to give you the ticket? Unless you're a part no of, way. Unless you're part of a pistol club, absolutely not. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, it, it'll, it'll inundate, it'll inundate the firearms department if if they uh, pistol clubs are every shooting ground all of a sudden opens up a pistol range. Everyone's going to apply to join the pistol range, and they will be flooded with stuff, and they'll just go, "Yeah, we'll get to it in three to five years." And and the checks and the reviews, yeah, right now will be crippling God, firearms licensing geez. departments. I mean, how long have you been waiting for your current ticket? Uh, where are we to now? April. When did you put in for it? End of Four last... months ago? The start of the year, was it? Start of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's... Because all of them right now are going back through and reviewing every single job. I can guarantee where they've, where they've revoked certificates, handed them back. Yeah. Giving yeah. people who were, you know, Matt. do we, don't we, I don't know. Okay, yeah, it's a shotgun presumption. They should have it unless we can prove why not, they're going back over all those decisions. I can guarantee it. I'm, yeah. I don't work in a yeah. firearms licensing department, but I can guarantee that's the thought. Mm. And of course, the other thing you need to think, yes, criminals are absolutely getting hold of unlicensed firearms. They're criminals. That By definition, always, they're not following the law. It will always be but the case. do you know what they're struggling with? Ammunition. Ammunition. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not, like, and the brass, the primers, like, even if you're going to make them yourselves, it's difficult to get hold of. Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't buy any of that so shit the, without a license. The, no, the, the, the only reliable source for ammunition in this country is licensed sales. Yeah. You, you, a gun you can import here and there, but actually ammunition in bulk, that, that, you, that's going to be difficult um, to move. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, you've not got a great deal of pistol calibers in circulation no because you know because right, down because, well, and not pick only up because a russia, uh, russia was such a huge manufacturer of all calibers and now we've put uh obviously sanctions on them well it's, it's, it's not just that but if, if people aren't shooting pistol disciplines oh, yeah, you imagine what well, there's, there's, there's no, no market no, no, for no, no, it getting, no, police get, forces have it yes getting the nine old... mil in this country is not impossible there's... not only that if you if even if you have a rifle chambered in a pistol caliber yep. they're instantly going to look at you like Hang on a minute. Yeah. Like, why on earth do you need nine millimeter yeah. when you know to shoot what? No, you'd be far better off with a two two three or a you know one seven or two two mag. Like, you yeah. don't need nine millimeter. 
and and that's exactly it and that, and that's one of the other reasons why i think bringing back parts of the 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 shooting that was in this country could cause us problems because it provides the more people you have with access to that the more likely it is there's a rotten egg somewhere in that batch uh, who's flogging on the ammunition yeah. to yeah. someone somewhere. I mean, you look, look back to, I'm a really weird tangent, it does tie in, but I've been watching The Cook Report recently on YouTube, which was a... Uh, you have far too much time on your hands. I really do, which was a, an investigative uh, series done by a man called Roger Cook, who, if anyone's got any time, The Cook Report, YouTube, greatest thing ever... And it was in the late nineties, not uh, not long after the um, the hangar the the handguns ban in the UK. It was uh, following how easy it was to obtain a firearm in the UK. Not long after, so they mm-hmm. go to these deactivated. They go to a shop and you buy a deactivated handgun. They sell you a deactivated handgun and then they sell you a barrel blank as well. And go there to you go. go. On your own. Totally two totally different items. You go and do whatever you want with these two things. Goodbye and have fun. Yeah, it was, no. it, was totally, it was totally legal. It was totally legal to be able to do that. I and remember if, my if you, grandfather. If you were to do something on a lathe, that's nothing to do with me, sir. I mean, obviously, all that has been outlawed since. But but I mean, if 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 you if you're going to go looking at people who have access to a lathe and enough know-how and enough precision to be able to turn a barrel, yeah. Well, why do they need to go buy in a barrel blank and a deactivated handgun? Just yeah. make one. Just, just yeah. you could like uh, get yourself a yeah. build yourself a Looty. Shout if, out to uh, Expedited Firearms, yeah. <laughs> uh, Philip Looty. Yes. And <laughs> now with the um, obviously the twenty first century, we're fully in hard now. Three D printing, yeah, absolutely. Liberator. How easy is that to print a gun? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that's the thing. Someone who is going to go amok and kill a load of people is going to find a way to do it. And it's, exactly it's as simple as driving a car into people now. Yeah. You know, there, there is a reason the face of terrorism has, has changed in this country. Um, and, and why, you know, it's knives, it's cars, it's whatever you can lay your hands on. Um, failing that, you make it yourself. Yeah. It's, it's so easy. Like, you could go on um, dxf.net if you wanted to download a set of blueprints to 3D print a... Firearm, you can do it. At least there, there's a paper trail. At least, at yeah. least there, if if you've got the know-how, you can look at who's been downloading what. Yeah. To some extent, I mean, it's, okay, it depends. You can share files on a USB stick, and no one will ever be any of the wiser. But then you still need the ammo. Yeah. Because it, it, and it is single use most of the time. But no, I can uh, I can agree with you in. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, at this no, stage no, no, no. I know. I, I, I agree with you to an extent. I do. I think you, you like you say, um, there are illegal handguns out there in the UK and there are illegal firearms full stops, one off shotguns, whatever. But, you know, obtaining the ammunition for said things, you know, are, are difficult in of in of itself. You know, you're not gonna have you know, it's like you're not going to have people shooting each other in the street and then picking up their brass after because they need to go reload. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, stop! Pick up your brass. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love, I love firearms talk. I can sit here all fucking day and talk about this. So what? We'll, um, we'll get we'll, we'll drill on to into a bit more of the more interesting parts of your career, Alex. Um. Are there any, what would you say was the scariest thing that you've ever had to do in the force? 
Ooh, there's a question. Certainly, the um, the gentleman with the steak knives was yeah, uh, was not a... was not a comfortable way. <laughs> no, I can't imagine um, it was. That that was that was definitely not fun. Do you have any uh, Berkshire turf wars? No, <laughs> on account of not being in Berkshire. Hampshire, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So I told you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've I've done I've worked all been on secondment to even the Somerset, Hampshire, uh, and the Met. In terms of scary, some of the blue light runs where I've been a passenger uh, have been. Um, I always interesting. Th- I always think that. I always think the bloke that's driving knows exactly what he's doing. But like when you know, back when the we imaginary younger, break is still back, there. Back, back when we were younger, you know, when you're with your mate and he's a bit of a head case, and you're like, "Can I make Jesus Christ?" <laughs> is you that know, like for, little... for, for the most part, it's actually quite reassuring because to to get your basic response ticket, it's a three week course. Is it? But blue light, uh, the, yeah. that what they call yeah. it. That's what one. Well, I speak to my sister and all. She's like, I've got to wait for all this to do my blue light. Shit. Yeah. Your, your, your basic blue light. I mean, you, you can get blue lights just to pull someone over. You can be a, a basic A to B driver and just literally put the blue lights on to pull someone over. Admittedly, there's still a, depending on which force you're in, about a day to do that. That's not too bad. Here's a button. You push that button. Don't push any of the other buttons. Just push that button. It's still a day's course. Don't get me started on the signing and coning course on how to put out cones. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, but yeah, to, to, do a, uh, to be a response driver, you'd, you'd look in at a three-week course with weekly tests as a driving instructor standards, person sitting there with a clipboard marking your every move. So what I'm taking away from this, right, is if you get pulled over by a panda car and he flicks the blue lights on go. you, and you go, fuck this, and put your foot down, if they've not got the ticket to follow you... They can't pursue. They can't follow you. I'm not advocating for this at all. I'm simply asking a question. It's going to depend on who's behind the wheel of that car. Right, yeah. Because it's, it's not so much the vehicle as the driver. Yeah. Um, so the fact they're driving a panda car might just oh, yeah, be... No, I, the... I'm sorry, I didn't mean panda car. I meant as in like the person driving. If they've only got their blue yeah. lighty pullover ticket and you just go, fuck this, I'm but, off. But the moment you do the fuck this, I'm off... You're committing an offence. Of course, yeah. No, no, separate I, yeah. to whatever else. Absolutely, so, I, I understand I, that. You, you're always from a thing is you're you're fucked, whatever. Because they've got yeah. you, they've got your registration yeah. plate. Yeah, exactly. They're assuming the ne- the person that owns a vehicle and the name driver on the insurer, the, the the primary insurer is the person that's driving. And if it's not you, then you have to claim that it's been stolen or you've lent it to a mate. Who's the mate? Well, I don't know. I lend it to a lot of friends. Oh, do you really? Which that is why note on my drive is still in your name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Where? You, <laughs> please, please bring that V5 round at some point, Marlon. That's been a couple uh, of weeks. I sent it off. Oh, are you d- I'm, yes, I came around and signed that. Didn't. Yes. No, you do it online, mate. Oh, yeah. This is why I was always surprised early in my career when I was dealing with um, certain youngsters in and around Somerset who uh, were enthusiasts of modified cars. Allegedly. In and around this table. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, to be... I don't think either of you two ever pulled into the job centre car park, did something stupid, and then thought, rather than face the music, I'm going to leg it. But there were a number that did. Whereas... I when do, you're I a local what I, cop, you know and they'd be who's back Honda in Civic is who. A, they'll be back in there the next night, or B, you know that they happen to work up at Volvo, you happen <laughs> to know where their home address is, and you happen to know what route they're driving home. I remember once, right, <laughs> I was in Tesco's, 
And uh, I was chilling with the boys and they were like, oh, rip it up, Reg. You've got that LPG. Burn that fuel. And uh, I, I just tore the front wheels up. And as I was doing it, you pulled in behind what? me and you didn't put the lights on. And I was like, right, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave quietly with my tails behind between, between my legs. And you followed me to the base of Bristol Hill and you turned off. And the next day, you probably don't remember this. The next day, right, dad come back in from the pub. He goes, I had a little chat with Alex at the pub. <laughs> Can you stop being such a little fucking prick? <laughs> I was like, yeah, sorry about I, well, I, Sorry, mate. I, sorry. sorry. He didn't tell me what you did. He just said, Can you just have words with your son and tell him to fucking behave, please? Because the next time I will be following him up Bristol Hill. <laughs> Case in point. Did I do it again? No, exactly. Because I knew I, at some point I'd be in that pub and you'd be like, Right. That's it now. That is the end of story. And, and to me, that is absolutely what policing should be about. Yeah, knowing it, it, who's on your patch, knowing what they're up to, yeah. knowing their dad. <laughs> Literally. I was, when I did it, I was like, oh, shit, drinks in a pub with dad. Like, God damn it. Because let's face it, what's the worst I could have done? Probably giving you a section 59. Yeah. yeah it, it would never, I could have reported you for it and we could have, you know, looked at sending you to court and go and have a chat with the magistrate about it. But, it would never have got that far. No, but like, you were more scared of your dad. Oh God, yeah. He was just like, if you fucking do that again, you won't be filling up with LPG. You'll be running that on and yeah, petrol. And, and, and let's face it, you were you were filling up off of his LPG. Yeah. So he pulls the plug on that. All of oh, a sudden, so, you're paying. Yeah. I mean, retail I'll, prices. For, wrong, I was paying. Yeah, for you're a joining fuel, the rest of us. If there, I huh? was, yeah, I'd have been joining the rest of you. I didn't have a penny scratched my ass for You think my old man was paying me fucking minimum wage? Was he fuck? I didn't have two. I didn't have no money, fool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that that was yeah, that was exactly how it was back then. And I think, like you say, that was such a good way of like policing. It really taught you not all cops are bastards. It was just mm. like you know, have a bit of respect for them, and I'll have a bit of respect for you. Like yeah, I, you I, are, I, I said, you are a fine example of that. I sir. said I had a run in with the police um, back when I was fifteen. Actually, I've I don't know if I've spoken about it before on the podcast. And as I said again, I hope my firearms officer is listening because I've I declared this. Um, I was, I went to like Mayfair. You remember Mayfair? It was just like an absolute, but you remember Mayfair quite well, don't you, Marlon? Uh, <laughs> which <enough>. time? <laughs> we, we... Not the time I got carried home drunk because I drunk too much wine. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I was at Mayfair. It's the Sambuca edged paving slabs in Wells <laughs> around Mayfair where, you know, kids are literally, oh, oh there, there was a vintage bottle of port one year. No. That a kid had literally lifted from, from, <gasps> Must have lifted from dad's stash because there was waste. no way in hell, uh, you know, a, a kid. It's more of a crime. Of, but, oh, yeah. It, it hurt to watch <laughs> them pull that away, but there, there was no way in yeah. hell. I was, you know, Letting the, the, bottle, the bottle was open. Yeah, Sorry. It's done, mate. Yeah. I'm not taking it. I am not tipping it away. You are going to do it and you're going to explain to your parents what happened to the rest of that bottle of pork. That was it. You bastards used to make us tip it away. Didn't Absolutely. You? Yeah, that was uh, what I used to get, get the hobo. I don't think Less the hobo to buy you a fucking 24 bottle of Smirnoff and then make <laughs> a us bit of 2020. Pour, yeah, us, but MD 2020 and then make us pour it down the drain. That I don't was, think I ever got caught drinking. I never got caught you drinking. Might correct me. I don't think I ever did. No, I don't think you did. No, I didn't. Your sister did. No, really? No, no, on more than one occasion. So harsh. She's a scumbag. Oh, was it was it like a weird change going from you know from a, a place where you know Haven everyone in Somerset to um, to Hampshire? Yeah, 
Yeah, massive. Yeah. I mean, partly the role change as well. Because as a, as a neighborhood officer, I was a PCSO. Literally in Somerset. everyone. It, and it was your job to know everyone. Yeah. You know, from, from well, the so local councillors down to community the local support. scrotes yeah. to all, all the teachers at the school. <laughs> um, you know, you knew and it was your job to know everyone. Um, as a response officer, you've not got the time. Your, your job is literally there. Go there, for that get a sticky pass on it, capture the evidence, make sure the evidence is preserved. Next. Good luck writing it up because that ain't going to come until the end of the shift because the next call's already waiting or the next several calls you are still waiting. You have the best job in the world, so you get to do all the fun shit and none of the paperwork. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. You do all the paperwork too. Oh. Once the next shift are in. Oh. oh you're, you're not off on time. No, no, no. You, you might, on the, the clock might technically finish at two, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. That, that, that's when you stop getting sent to jobs. Oh. But you've still not written up the first job you went to at half past eight that morning. Oh, so you don't, oh, so and you have to do everything. I assume you get oh, you I don't get paid. For that. Like, Ideally, you, like you go to a job, you mark yourself as committed, you write the job up, you then resume yourself as yeah. available and go to the next one. Life doesn't Resources work like don't work like that. No. You've not got you've you've not got the manpower. You've staffing um, official vocab guidelines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, you, you just don't have the resources for that. So you're literally just firefighting. Um, and as, as a response sergeant, a lot of the, the bit you had to try and balance was the, okay, I don't want to leave a massive steaming pile for the oncoming shift. But equally, Fuck I don't want... When I, yeah. Theory being, of course... They never hand over to you because there's five shifts in rotation. So the, 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 tempt the, temptation, yeah. the temptation, but then you, you know... <laughs> the temptation's there. You speak to anyone, the preceding shift, never do anything and leave it all for you. And we deal with everything and the shift coming on, there, there's literally nothing for them to do. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work like that. Um, but every, every cop anywhere in the world, it's not just in England, will swear blind that's exactly what happens. <laughs> I've, you made it sound like you were the flying squad, but in, in fact, you were like the paperwork squad. No, no, no. Well, yeah. You, see, you used to have the role of an area car driver. And the area car drivers were, were the long in tooth, have been there for yonks. It's a double crewed car. And it's not a Ford Focus. We had a... a um, Impreza and Evo. No, no, no. We had a 320 and we had a, a Skoda Scout for the rural. Um, but they, they, they have... they have Skoda Scout? An Octavia Scout, so um, uh, oh. it's essentially an Octavia All Road. Oh, um, I so see. You, you, had, you had a two-liter engine, you had an auto box in it, uh, you Not had a little four-wheel drive, four -wheel drive a, a little higher riding, a load of plastic around the fucking wheel arches. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, but it handled a damn sight better than the Ford Focuses, and it wasn't an Ecotec engine, which means you could actually get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the area car drivers, um, their job was to get there first. Right. If there was anyone on shift with a taser, they'd be crewed with the area car driver. Ah. Uh. And they got the sexy jobs. They turned up. You, with your basic A to B ticket, would turn up afterwards. <laughs> They've already nicked whoever needs nicking, handed over to the van driver who's taking them to custody, and leaves the poor old person with the A to B ticket to take the statements and do the paperwork. And they're off to the next exciting job. That used to give you a purpose and a focus because you wanted to be that Gucci so-and-so in the yeah. area car doing the fun stuff 
getting all the blue light runs. And then be like, right, bye, next one. And never really doing that much paperwork. <laughs> or at least that's the way it seemed when, when you weren't the area yeah, car yeah, driver. Yeah. They never do any paperwork. Turns out when you are, there is still some paperwork to do. But, but it gave you something to focus on, even if you didn't want to specialise, even if you didn't want to go anywhere else other than your response role, that was something to aspire to. You did the extra stop checks. You went the extra mile. You gave it some effort. Because actually, sooner or later, that response course is going to come up. You're going to get your blue light ticket. And then you can be one of the area car drivers. You've got someone else in the car with you. Um, so you've got someone to chat to, which is always a bonus. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, you're going to be single crewed. And that can be boring as hell on a big rural patch. And lonely when all of a sudden you come across a four by four with um, several likely looking lads and, and some long dogs in the back. And you're thinking... Where's my nearest backup if, if this yeah. goes sideways? <laughs> Look at this. There's a P-Red Shogun with a, with a load of lurchers in it. How well, what are they doing? What, what, what do you I'm these? no expert on dog breeds, but... What are these gentlemen up to at this time of night? Heavens above. Um, at least as an area car driver, there's a second boy next year. Yeah. yeah. The odds the odds have, have just halved in whatever scrap we may or may not get into. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it was always something to aspire to, and th we lost that. Um, ooh, twenty sixteen, I think. That role was. I, I, I don't know if the Met might still have it, um, but yeah, no, um, they don't have it anymore. You can't afford to have a car routinely double crewed in this day and age. Really? If you get a domestic where you want two officers, you send two single crewed cars. Fucking unreal, isn't it? I didn't even know that. What the fuck? Yeah. It's it's just no, it's a luxury you can't afford to have. If you've got two bodies in in one car together, they can only get half the jobs. The, there aren't that many jobs where you need the you know the the sheer number yeah. of bodies there. And if you do, you just send multiple two. units. Yeah. So you're killing the planet twice. They're all EVs now, mate, or whatever. Like I've I've seen so many knocking around. It's like police car, but it's like EV zero emissions. I'm like, well, the, what the last this? thing I care about when a police car turns up is what emissions <laughs> is pumping out. I need them to either save my ass or sort something <laughs> out. But don't worry, it's a. We're sorry, we're a bit late, but at least it's zero emissions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. Um, just before we square off, Alex, um, one thing I wanted to ask you about. So I asked my sister-in-law about it. A uh, bit of a bit of a somber topic. Not gonna lie, um, the case of the poor, uh, the <laughs> hugely unfortunate police officer in Thames Valley with the uh, quad bike. Yeah, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, um, you probably explain it better than I will. Um, what? But what were your thoughts on the sentencing of those blokes? Um, generally speaking, I think. Our sentencing is too lenient. Fucking piss poor is what um, I'd say. <laughs> I, I wouldn't ever want to speak to any one particular job um, just because I don't know, e even jobs that I've been to myself, I don't know all the ins and outs. Yeah. Um, there's always more of them th there is, than and, you and, see. Yeah, and, and, and when it comes to sentencing, there is, a, there is a whole backstory around the person's previous, their yeah. bad character, and I may know the job inside out and back to front, I don't know that person's previous history and all the rest of it, which plays a very significant part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by and large, I think we, this country is far too lax with a lot of its sentencing. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying lock everybody up, but 
a lot of our offenders don't feel there is any significant consequence to any of their actions. That's that's what I, having sort of looked into, I'd say I probably looked into that case more than most would. You know so, the case I'm on no, about? No, I don't. So basically there were three scrotes, two scrotes. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't be calling them scrotes. I should be calling them cunts. Um, murderers is what I should be calling them. Two, three, was it? I can't remember now. I, I, I don't. I don't and, know the and, exact and, number there. An amount night. of scrotums um, were robbing a quad bike from a farm slash rural rural isolated property. R- r- yeah, uh, down a lane. Uh, farmer owner of the premises rang through to the police, said, "Look, little bastards are robbing my quad bike." Police said, "Stay, remain in place. We'll sort it." Single track lane. Uh, policeman's driving down there with another copper in the car, double manned. Goes down there. Cars coming towards them. Uh, the, he he uh, he gets out. I can't remember quite what happens. They they've got a quad bike in tow on the back with a rope. One of the coppers gets out, and uh, the car goes around the police car. And Matey is trying to chase the car. All of a sudden, disappears. The other copper in the car can't find out where the fuck he's gone. His stab vest is on the floor. His warrant card is like some sort of loyalty card or something. Anyway, so they dropped the quad bike off, or it come loose, whatever, um, and he'd got his leg caught in the uh, rope, and they dragged him. Dragged him to death? Yeah. And they claimed that they didn't know he was there, and it was, that you know, we didn't know, we didn't know. At the, at the end of the day, They that... turned the radio up to drown out his screams and beat him against curbs, going around trying to drive left, right, left, right, to loose, to get him off instead of stopping, or, you know, because they didn't want to get caught. And Capital they, punishment needs yeah, to come he, back he, at some he point. Thought he'd only been married a few days, weeks before. Yep. And they got incredibly lenient sentences for that. Didn't get done for murder, did they? It was man, They played in manslaughter yep. and, you know, they got what, manslaughter, minimum for manslaughter, four, the maximum 14 years, I think. Is that right? Could be. Again, sentencing guidelines yeah, are so, yeah, not just my bag. But... I know they're just absolutely... I think uh, they, with good behaviour, the little bastards could probably be out in well under 10. Yeah. No, I mean, for killing a police officer. There's yeah, there's one I can shit. I can sort of quite happily speak to because the victim in that was, was me. Um, so I tipped up to a job. Um, a couple of our specials had arrested a uh, gentleman who was kicking off outside an Asda. One of our, our regulars, nowhere near as likable as, as young Les was. Oh, <laughs> bless young. him. Um, I think he sort of was born at about age 60 and, yeah. and then never changed from there, did Les? <laughs> uh, never changed no, at all. No. Um, but uh, yeah, not a dissimilar character. Um, always generally hanging around in town, always with a bottle of something. Yeah. Problematic, to say the least. Um He'd been being violent and aggressive towards customers at Asda, hence he'd been arrested. I tip up with the van, start walking towards them. The week after, I'd been issued my body-worn video camera. No. Switch the camera on, because, well, let's try this new snazzy bit of kit. Yeah. They're picking him up. They're starting to pat him down. Why have you arrested me? Blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. I walk towards, i just about to start explaining to him when he spits straight in my face. Aha, I've got AIDS, you've oh. now got AIDS as well. That terrifying, was man. A fun three months of waiting. Three months? Yeah. So you have to wait for your uh, vi- blood, viral blood test, blood test that night. Yeah. To confirm you've not already got AIDS. 
Genius. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Well, <laughs> what? that really fills you with fucking confidence. Well, no, you, again, <sighs> from an evidential point of view. Yeah, well, that's what it. Yeah, because if you already have it, then you can't charge him with it. Yeah, I get it. I get then, it. Who'd I get? You know, I got it from him. Honest. Well, who knows? So, <laughs> test blood test that night to prove I didn't have already have AIDS, and then yeah, three months to wait. Um, they you know, won't rush it. They can't. No, they can't. No, no, you, no, you, yeah, you need to wait three months viral load. For, the, for the antibodies to start showing up, for, for your body to actually show the signs of starting oh. to contract it before a blood test on you will show was it. That back in the days where you could take pet, pet, was it pet? Is that so, yeah, the, yeah, there, there, is, there, is a, there is a prophylactic you can take, but as the doctor in A&E that night so wonderfully put it, you may or may not catch AIDS from this. The the trans as Ooh, as a oh, as a tra as a transmission vector, saliva is quite low. He had been fighting with colleagues, so he had some blood in his saliva. Oh, um, I had a mouth ulcer at the time, uh, probably from the stress of policing. Um, so again, there's there's the potential blood to blood there. So yeah, that's yeah, that's slightly what it is. It. Yeah. But she said you may or may not catch AIDS from this. But if I give you the prophylactic drug, it will guaranteed cause you liver problems. So if I were you, I'd just risk AIDS. At the, at the end of the day, even if you get it in this day and age, we can, we can manage it yeah. very well. Um, if we give you the prophylactic, we will screw your liver. Fill it forever? Well. For the foreseeable? For, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, de de I, depends how bad the damage is, I suppose. Yeah, bad enough that they're saying, AIDS might be better. Uh... <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a fun conversation to have night of, for a start. Oh, yeah. And then, and then the lovely three-month wait... Um, where you're thinking the whole time, right, yeah, I have a, a lovely wife here, and um, yeah, what am I going to do? Um, you know, I, I spent time in China growing up, and at some stage I'd like to take my family there and, and show them that country, you and can't. you can't if you've got AIDS. Really? Is that still the case? Well, I don't know if it's still the case. It certainly was. Um, yeah. Um, you know, what's it going to do to me? What? Yeah, I hadn't had kids yet at that stage, <laughs> you know. So it's all well and good using protection to protect the other person from AIDS, but actually, you know, where'd you come to? Um, it took about a year for it to finally get to court. Um, I turned up as a victim to read my victim personal statement on every occasion that he didn't turn up to court um, because he repeatedly Does, didn't turn up. Give no. a shit. Um, was eventually um, brought to court. Um, my colleagues, of course, in the local town knew what was going on, knew every time he didn't appear, um, and, um, yeah, eventually picked him up, uh, and, uh, dragged him straight down the next day. Um, I was there, read my victim personal statements, and, um, yeah, for all the anguish, the heartache, the assault, I was tipping up, I was turning up to explain why he'd been arrested. I hadn't laid a finger on him at this stage. I had, yeah. up until then, had very, very few dealings with him, in fact. Um, he got 12 months. No. Out in six with good behaviour. Not even worth a so, wank, is it? All that. Like, literally. The, all that the, heartache, all that stress, all that worry. And he's going to be out. With... And, and a very, very deliberate yeah. court on camera. That, I mean, that the footage played in court was, was <laughs> gold yeah. dust. It, you know, that, that's another one of those instances where everything being recorded... Is, is a godsend yeah. because you've literally got the staring straight at the point straight at the camera aha I've got AIDS you've got AIDS now beautifully caught but yeah 12 months we are too lenient I just I uh, 
God, I don't. I, yeah, it, it takes a certain kind of person. Why well, did I say it takes a certain kind of person? I don't think that's the case. I think it's probably your training and your experience that m- makes you the the uh, you know member of the force that you are. But I think as a member of the public, I would struggle to restrain myself in a lot of the situations you find yourself in. You just think probably I think it's my job. It's my job. It's my job. It's my job. It's how I pay my mortgage, pay my bills, and maintain my lifestyle. <laughs> if I drop this brick, it's all over. <laughs> and and that's that's very often the case. Yeah, there's there's a lot of jobs we're thinking actually. No, my gut told me something totally different. Yeah. but actually, <laughs> my mind. I want to keep this job. No. <laughs> Oh god! Right, I think we're uh, we're fit to boogie, Marlonis. Yeah, yeah. You seem quite tired, Boo. I'm all right, mate. I'm You're all right. right. It's yeah. been a long fucking it's, week. It's been right. a long week. It's been oh, it's um, the pet names for each other. It's so cute. <laughs> it's been stressful. I've gained more grey hairs. I've lost sleep. But it's Friday. Good. Right. Wonderful. Uh, Massive shout out, sponsor of this episode. Uh, Sean the fucking chef. I, I've, you know, I, I've said before, I get really wild at people eating while we're podcasting and there was me just guts in the rest of that fucking, uh, the older... Uh, <laughs> mate, the what are they going to do? Cookie dough. I just, oh, I just can't stop what myself. What are they going to do? Sack you? Uh, no, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. If there's enough people that cancel their Patreon subscriptions, they will, they'll sack me by... Please uh, don't cancel them. I'm not being able to afford to do this. So, yeah. Uh, so, Master Sean the Chef. You can check him out on Instagram at Marlon. Sean the Chef one. And at his new website, www.seantheschef.shop, where you can order online. Incredible. 21st century. It's nuts. Go there. Do it now. The stuff is amazing. Enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. It's fucking incredible. So master out Sean for this one. Um, Alex, man, thank you for coming on. Been a real eye-opener. And it's been good. It's been good. I've really enjoyed talking about the ins and outs of things with you. It's been... I've, I've found it enlightening, interesting, and also educational. And nice good. to catch up after so fucking long. Yeah. Not been soon. too long. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> yeah. You won't see Marlon in Ignis for a while. <laughs> Saying that, I, just saw, yeah, oh, I saw one the other there day. There is a silver one which goes round the a, local area. There's a black one as well, I've seen. What? I have to remember where it is. It's going to take me a day or two to remember where I saw it, but there is a black one around with the big mud flaps and the bit spoiler. SWT mud flaps, I, big spoiler, uh, big foggies in it. I don't, I, I don't know. Yes, I, I saw it somewhere. I have to remember where I saw it to remind you, but yeah. Right, uh... Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Please rate us five stars on Spotify. Leave Follow us, us on YouTube. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us five stars on Spotify. Really appreciate it. It helps push the podcast further and further out into the ether. Also, don't forget, anyone that orders from Sean the Chef this week, uh, this uh, uh, today, day of listening. No, whoever orders merch. Sorry, fucking I've had a few beers. Whoever orders merch today is getting, three of you will be getting a Sean the Chef box. So yeah, treat yourselves. Right. Thank you for we'll listening. do the draw live. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, will we? I will. Okay, you will. All right. Uh, I've been Reg. I've been Marlon. Babyface. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's the end. No. Oh. Until next week. Yay! Yay!